0: Welcome back, friends, back to uh, Stranger Than Fan Fiction, the Meet the Robinsons podcast where we we'll read and review fan fiction. I'm your host, Irene, a.k.a. I almost forgot my username. The Robinson Way of Life.
1: <laughs> Here with... Uh, Alyssa, a.k.a. Okay, the Rational Dove. And, um... and,
0: boy, do we have a treat for you guys. Because oh, yeah. we're reading. This is the first review of an incest fic oh
1: yay yay Yay. Uh, it's the moment you've all been waiting for
0: yeah special disclaimer that yeah it's an explicit review yes of an explicit fic that contains
1: incest yes and i think
0: and age gaps because not all incest fics have a quote-unquote age gap because of time travel but this one does it does
1: also um before we before we even get get any further i did want to just put out a quick trigger warning for not only incest but some other stuff that happens not in addiction but yeah
0: uh trigger warning for suicide
1: and gore Mm -hmm. Um, uh self-harm yeah Um, Very
0: explicit in this. To some
1: extent, uh, a little bit
0: melodramatic. Like,
1: yeah, (laughs) they're going
0: into it too much, way too much. Yes. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? Um,
1: and then depending on you know, I guess like stalking slash dubious consent question mark. You know what I noticed in this fic? So yeah
0: the fake starts with Wilbur stalking Lewis. Yeah. And then at the end of the fake, Neil can't stop visiting Wilbur. He's in his coma and he's essentially watching Wilbur sleep. So like, oh my I god, I didn't realize that. No,
2: they it
1: out! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> this fic just got really, really got uh, Oh my god. Yeah. So
0: actually we did talk about this fake. It's called addiction. Yes, and its sequel is called Fidelity, both by Toria Phoenix, published yes. in two thousand and eight. So we did previously talk about this in our incest episode.
1: Yes, we we <laughs> did sorry. mention it. We but, did talk about it, but this is yeah, more of the um...
0: it, uh, in our overview of incest as a genre mm-hmm. within the fandom, and now we're talking about it in detail.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Too, much, too much. detail. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm. Oof. This is this is this podcast is here solely so that I can justify the amount of time I spent reading these two fics which like it isn't a lot of time necessarily, but it in my it's, opinion, it's enough time.
0: In my you opinion, know. if if you're into like really awful things, you know, you you love to hate read things, it's totally worth the read. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I agree with it's that. It's such a roller coaster. It's so <laughs> bad in and yeah. interesting. Yeah. I literally,
1: I literally, like, laughed out loud and said what several times, like, at least said a couple times while I was reading this. Because, I mean, I had read it before. But I think I either really skimmed or didn't read the whole thing. I certainly hadn't read Fidelity before. So that was a new experience. Yeah. Um, I read
0: the whole thing, I read both of them. Before reviewing, but then I reread it and I'm like realizing I missed some things and it's, ooh,
1: yeah, Oof. it's it's uh also, it's it's a little loaded, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot.
0: So before we started recording, also because Victoria um, Phoenix has a fanfic trailer for this bad boy.
1: Yeah, so and we are
0: talking about the fanfic trailer. So yes. if you don't know what a fanfic trailer is, it's usually just. A bunch of like clips put to like angsty music,
2: yeah. And
0: that is the author's quote unquote fanfic trailer. And if it's like the fandom is like a visual video medium, then mm-hmm. it's gonna have slate like, clips from the a- nothing. I haven't watched yeah. it yet,
1: yeah. So, um, so yeah, also maybe th- for those of you who are who populate the Anime manga scene, you might have heard of AMVs before. I'd say that this video also kind of qualifies as an AMV as well. Um, yeah. But before we talk about that, I wanted to at least... Well, unfortunately, there isn't really much to say about Toya Phoenix outside of the fact that uh, they have a fanfic trailer. Their, uh, their profile on uh, fanfic.net is uh, very scant with information. The only thing we know... Ooh,
0: the, the resolution... Sorry, I'm super distracted. The resolution of the fanfic trailer is square. So it really is reminiscent
1: of old YouTube days. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, And yes, this YouTube video is actually, like, was published, like, within the couple months of the movie coming out. And it is... Yeah, that's uh, why
0: the quality is so bad.
1: Yeah, yep. And it has, how many views? Four, 44,000, which, like, not pretty respectable, honestly, considering. All, all things considered. And 4.8...
0: 491 rating out of five engagement 0. 0.0. Friend... Oh my God. Family friendly? No. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer is family friendly actually, but the concept isn't. So you know, I guess better safe than sorry. Yep. No. Um. No, no thumbs up or thumbs down. Just. Just nothing. Well, I so when I when, when I opened cares- up, I. In two thousand
1: seven, August seventh, uh, be exact. Sorry. Yes, um, I mean, I see the the thumbs up and the thumbs down. I see a hundred and two thumbs up and four only four dislikes. Which honestly, consi- I mean, considering the the concept and the well, premise. Well, who would click on this video? Oh, that's, uh, I mean, that's, think about that's that. Fair. <laughs> that. You know, but yeah, very I guess my favorite load. Um, but. Uh, so this, so this, uh, for those of you who, who do, um, for those of you who are, who are interested in this video, um, it's, so it's a fan, so the fanfic trailer is set to, um, uh, the, the song Cat and Mouse by the Red Suit, Jump Red Jump Dun- Suit Apparatus, which is a, uh, pop punk emo band from, like, the mid-2000s that I'm pretty familiar with so juicy. because because uh some of my friends <laughs> were like into that genre and they like sent me mix CDs that had music like that on it and I believe like I know this song from that from that from my friends. I think their most popular song is Face Down um and that's I think if I think if you were to say that they're a one-hit wonder, that would be that that would be their one hit. I don't know if they are, but I if someone called them a one-hit wonder, I wouldn't be surprised um because that song is just way more popular than their other ones but cat and mouse is also fairly well known um if you are in the the genre anyway they're very angsty and, and and very emo so it makes sense like as soon as i saw the title like on the fic like in their author's note they said they had this title and they said cat and mouse, and I was like, Oh, I bet it's the red suit Jump Attara- red jumpsuit apparatus song because that song is about like someone who's really upset about a relationship that went sour. And I'm like, Oh yeah. my god. Literally, one of the oh, lines no? is, Um, oh. one of the lines is, Am I supposed to be happy when all I ever wanted comes with a price? <laughs> like, I can oh. see why, uh, okay. Tori Phoenix thought that song fit this pairing in particular. Um, but anyway oh i find God. it okay, very so funny
0: this at their other video and
1: it's blacklisted in a couple regions <laughs> i don't okay uh so their other anyway. other video which i can see is uh called brick That's by paramore Br- song right yeah brick by boring no. brick which i had actually never heard um even though i've listened to a lot of paramore um i guess it's from one of the albums i just never listened to of theirs and it's it's I a. I did
0: listen to it through my uh, days of just watching YouTube videos and music videos for hours and hours. And the I think the concept is that it's kind of like a an emo fairy tale, punk rock fairy tale esque mm. thing, by okay. my memory. And I think it's just like this girl is miserable. That's the concept. Oh, gotcha. But uh, I... I don't think this one is MTR related.
1: No, it's a, uh, this fic, this, I mean, this fic, this video is, um, about, um, Glee, (laughs) and it stars, I think the character is Kurt, I, I I only know, I'm very, my knowledge of Glee is very incidental, I had a friend of mine who was, like, super into it, I was never into it, even when it was popular, um, you have saved yourself, friend,
2: (laughs) mostly because I just
1: didn't watch a lot of TV, (laughs) Even now, I don't watch a lot of TV, whether we're talking about streaming or not. Um, so I'm not gonna say I'm not trying to say that I'm like above this, like oh, I didn't watch it because I was too good for it. Like I hate Glee so much. I think I I think I I wouldn't have been surprised knowing the sort of shit that I've like happily consumed in the past. I'm not gonna say that I'm above watching Glee, or I would have been at the time, but it just wasn't really something I was interested in. I'm above
0: watching Glee, and I watched it anyways. <laughs> um but what's really but funny yeah, this, to me i, I think, think the ships like yeah, Kurt he, and either kurt's boyfriend or the main guy character Finn. i
1: think it's I the main know. guy character uh considering my vague memories of all Rex the trailers Reed, and promos i've seen of boyfriend. um of glee i think it's the main character that they're shipping okay um it's so that funny because even just watching thumbnail just watching the the uh this video i could tell i'm like all right kurt's definitely the token gay and also you looking at the other guy thing. the like mm-hmm. the the like jock i guess because he's wearing he wears a like one of those varsity yeah, jackets it's a
0: friendly jock and then there's an unfriendly jock and
1: ah. then there's
0: kurt the the main gay guy and then there's the preppy gay guy
1: i see who goes to another school fun yeah, so like exactly. I I saw I saw or I was looking at at this at this guy. I was looking at him. I was like, this is supposed to be set in high school, right? He like he looks like he's in his like mid to late 20s.
0: Yeah, they're all like 20-year-old actors. And there was even a controversy where the cheerleader actors were on GQ like mm-hmm. the cover of GQ magazine, oh. and then everybody like was angry about that cuz they play high schoolers. And that's right,
1: crazy. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was just child like, labor laws make the film industry very weird. In yeah, sense.
1: I mean, like you know, I understand from a from that perspective why they didn't hire teenagers, but at the same time, it kind of kind of broke my suspension disbelief a little bit. I was like, yeah, he's not he's not in high school.
2: He's or he already has a receding hairline. Like, there eh. a lot of
1: high school shows that I like a lot
0: because it feels more realistic. Because mm-hmm. like I found that Euphoria that it wasn't realistic just so everybody knows, but like the characters at least look young in comparison hmm. to like Glee which is one of the worst ones and yeah. then probably the best high school depiction I've ever seen is Freaks
1: and Geeks but I don't know if I've ever seen that but I'll, I'll, keep, I'll note it in my brain Queen, uh, Queen Linda
0: Cardellini also other people are in it like Seth Rogen and that Ooh. guy everything's is hot
1: I forgot his name uh, There are several different I actors will- I'm thinking about right now <laughs> that could be that. I will
0: remember his name. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Like, I think he works with Seth Rogen a lot, too. Mm. Paul Rudd? No, I, I, don't, I don't know, know he- what Paul Rudd looks like, actually.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't know I'm if people are thirsting after Paul Rudd, but I know he's like a comedian type a of guy. A lot of
0: people thirst after Paul Rudd, actually. So... But- I don't know what he
1: looks like. I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry that, for our digression, but that really sets the tone. Yes, but actually, I wanted to bring oh. up really quick. They have a favorited video. And, like, favorite videos aren't really, like, a big deal. But, like, I just, I really wanted to bring it up just because, like, I watched it. And then, like, I went down this research rabbit hole and I was like, oh, my God. I have to tell everyone about this. So, this video is for a obscure sci-fi channel, like, show based on Alice in Wonderland, I think. I actually don't know what show it is. Like, I can tell Uh, it's Alice in Wonderland. I know it's Alice in Wonderland because the characters they're shipping are as Alice and the Mad Hatter, which, of course... It's like every adaptation Ugh. of Alice in Wonderland is like, hey, these two should be hot and in love. And it's like, guys, did you read the original source material? Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, keep your pants on. Like, it's like, it's so, it's so weird I think to me. Part of the
0: popularity of Alice in Wonderland stuff was the Tim Burton remake that came out in 2010. Yes. So that came out, like, three years yeah Yeah, I Robinson. don't
1: know when this particular adaptation of Alice in Wonderland came out. So I don't know if it was, like, part of that resurgence or not, but um it i mean for one thing the show looks kind of (laughs) bad just from looking at the video like like because when you think of house in wonderland you think like wacky zany imagery right like like super oddball shit but like it's it's so tame it looks like just any standard sci-fi thing and i'm like wow okay great good good job guys You, you really you're really a pushing limits in terms... I I, I guess, you know, they have budgets and whatever. Like, I get it. Sometimes you, um... You don't, uh... Well, if you're making an Alice in Wonderland production, you
0: need a weirdness budget. That's essential.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, It's definitely... It's definitely part of it. Um, but... It was just so weird because when I was watching it, I was like, um... Well, anyway, it's like I guess Alice in Wonderland. Alice and that Mad Hatter in this show, at the very least, are like around the same age, and like they're like, like even diegetically What's in this. I don't know. I just know. I know it's an Alice in Wonderland TV show, or at the very yeah. least, it has those characters in it, and it's on the Sci Fi Network because like the video, the the fanfic trailer or the AMV has like like you can see the Sci Fi watermark. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about the show, though. I don't know anything more about it but um that's an interesting perspective on but Toria but the reason phoenix why i'm bringing mine. it up is not for that reason but because of the sh- of the of the song that tory phoenix oh. decided to use to oh, no. i guess like talk about this couple and it's a song called alive in the glory of love Lu- alive with the glory of love by uh what is it said? say anything i think is the band's name not to be confused with the movie the same name and they're different <laughs> um and and the thing about this song is that it's about a couple who is i guess they're being in love while being victims of the holocaust <laughs> and i'm like oh like how are we- haven't we covered that enough <laughs> like like i i when i heard when i just listened to the song i was just, i started getting really worried i was like oh my god like like they're making like metaphors to th- it's very clearly about that like it's it's not like a subtle thing and i'm like all right so either this person is like actually like doing something autobiographical or semi-biographical which i hope is the case or it's, like, someone who's trying to make this edgy metaphor. And I really hope it's not someone trying to make an edgy metaphor. And I did the research, and it does turn out that Say Anything, like, the lead songwriter uh, wrote the song um, about his grandparents, who were both Holocaust survivors and were in a relationship during that time. So oh, it is okay. semi-biographical. It's a very weird choice for an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, bit, that was going to be my so. lead-up. My lead-up is, like... I don't know if you wanted to choose like a song about this subject matter for this pairing. Like I just the subject matter of the song is so specific that it's just kinda like Yeah, I'm some people pretty just sure not know how to
0: be serious about stuff.
1: Like it's kinda like,
0: weird. It's it was so weird. Well, and I you know, I'm not difference? gonna maybe they just can couldn't even
1: tell because I mean, yeah, education maybe. On the
0: Holocaust is very bad. Maybe they're like thirteen when they did I don't know. But it's still
1: weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it does sound very angsty. You know, there's a lot of reference to war. So, like, if they didn't know a lot... I mean, they even they even referenced the fact that these people, eventually, by the end of the song, were sent to, like, concentration camps. So, like, okay. I don't know how... I don't know how less... Like, he even mentions a concentration camp by name in the song lyric. So, it's like, I don't know how more explicit Ooh. you can get. But, like, I guess it's possible if you don't know a lot about the Holocaust and you literally have no no idea... Or have very little idea about it, then you know, it's not like totally unbelievable that someone wouldn't know. Yeah, but, tragically, I
0: didn't learn about the Holocaust till I was like thirteen.
1: Yeah, terrible. Yeah, and I mean,
0: system.
1: it's but and I, you know, I, I'm also kind of biased whole in the sense. Thing. Yeah, I'm also kind of biased in the sense that I grew up in a fairly heavy Jewish community, at least. Relatively speaking, so therefore, Holocaust education I mean, was really a really big huge, part of our Jewish
0: community where I am as well. But I was mm-hmm. also ignorant to that. There's right. like museums and stuff all over the place. But like when you have when you have your goy goggles on, it's not yeah. there. Like you know. So yeah, no, it's kind of. I I blame, I blame the adults, but I also blame myself at this point. But like for the pat for past me, I blame the adults.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, this is kind of a huge digression. That
0: they have, they have a lot of, uh, they have a vast interest in angsty ships. Yes, I think yes, what we can reap from this knowledge definitely.
2: Um, And
0: the cat and mouse trailer, for anyone interested, is basically just like clips of Lewis and Wilbur hugging a lot. And like reaching out to each other. Yes. Um, the editing isn't that bad, but it's like you already you edited from a movie that already exists, so it's like, you know,
2: okay.
1: Yeah. There's not a lot of like (laughs) if you know it's it's like you know you could watch. It's a very short video. Obviously, it's It's only three minutes long. It's as long as the song, so it's you know. But if you wanted a little piece of YouTube history, not a bad place to go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just to set the scene for... Yeah, get you in the mood for some incest. Gloria Phoenix's mind.
0: Their I really wish mind. that wasn't
1: words that had to come out of my mouth, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> we are we are unfortunately
0: always reading incest, because we're reading Mithra Robinson's fanfiction, Melissa.
1: Yep, that's the sad
0: part. Um, and So... Did we want to talk
1: about Toria Phoenix's first MTR story, or are we gonna save that? Oh, anyway? uh, let me go to her thing. Which what was her first one? Oh, her first one was the unraveling, first one is right?
0: Unraveled. Yes. Unraveling.
1: Um, I don't, know I, don't know. I mean, I didn't really read it for this review, but I—I I mean, I—I I have read the whole thing, and I will say, after having read both Addiction and Fidelity, it does feel like, um this, uh, like, Unraveling is kind of like the beta version of Addiction and Fidelity from what I remember. Yeah, like, a lot of the clear, same...
0: There are some clear similarities. But Addiction yeah. is clearly an improvement, despite the fact that there's no explicit... To my memory, there's no explicit sexual tension between Wilbur and Lewis and Unraveling, so that, that's one pro for Unraveling. The hey. concept of Unraveling is that Wilbur and Cornelius have, like, a super contentious, dysfunctional relationship. Wilbur's, like, outright talking about how much he hates his dad, blah, blah. Yeah. And then Fran's like, no, you gotta learn why your dad is like this. And it's like, no, well, he doesn't. <laughs> but no. okay. And then she sends him back in time, and he figures out that Louis has, like, a bully named Jesse or something. I can't yeah. remember. It's horrible. Don't read it. It's not even <laughs> horrible enough to be good. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it's like an interesting interesting uh preamble. There's a lot of preamble in this episode. It's an interesting preamble to Toria Phoenix's later work.
1: It is. Also, but before we move on, I just really wanted to point out that my favorite line in uh in this fic in in um in unraveling is when uh, Lewis is questioning Wilbur and Wilbur says and like Wilbur was like so where are you from and then Wilbur's like so um North Montana I mean Canada and I'm just like you know Wilbur if you had just said North Montana I don't think he would have immediately assumed that was a new state he would have just been like oh so like the northern part of the state of Montana <laughs> so like but yeah. saying I mean Canada is probably a little more suspicious because it's like how did you confuse Montana and Canada? I mean I guess they kinda of rhyme, but anyway, I thought that was kinda funny because like, I'm just like
0: I think I think that was kind of on purpose though. So that's a that's a running gag throughout all the six that Wilbur's like, Oh, I'm from Canada because Lewis said that he
1: was from Canada. So oh yeah, like, yeah, no. I figured it was a I figured it wasn't a running gag, but I still find it kinda of funny that in me. Yeah, he would have uh,
0: gotten away with it to me like, it would have been yeah Madeline anyway name changes, I guess. yeah
1: i i agree with your statements on unraveling though it's not really worth anyone's time to some extent i think that it's like like i said most really of the I- most most of the ideas that um unraveling has in it i think are ones that toria phoenix reuses for these two fix. so like and, and Unraveling, to some yeah. extent, is a worse version of them, so...
0: The really interesting part about Unraveling is that in Fidelity, which is the sequel to Addiction, it goes yeah. Unraveling, Addiction, Fidelity, just so everyone's clear on this. Yes. But anyway, in Fidelity, uh, the author just kicks the whole family out of the house, and so Neil, yeah. Fran, and Willow are the only ones living because they're too lazy to the other characters.
2: Yes. And they,
0: they admit to that in the author's notes and I also noticed the same phenomena in Unra- Unraveling, where for Wilbur's birthday, Franny and Neil literally ask everyone to leave. <laughs> that is in the story.
1: I love it. It's in so... a 14
0: plus household, it's like, guys, can you all leave, please, <laughs> for Wilbur's birthday? And it's like, who asks people to go away for a birthday like what is this logic i don't get it it's like the coronavirus has not even hit them now like i don't yeah anyway um yes that's that's an interesting uh i guess quirk to all of their fix it would seem yep Anyway, let's, let's get into what addiction and fidelity is about other than incest.
1: Yes. So, did we want to start? Uh, so, basically, we're just going to give a quick summary of the story, but we'll start with just the actual, like, uh, explanation, uh, the actual um, su- uh, description or summary, which is, when Wilbur was 13, mm-hmm. he fell in love. Now, 21, it was finally time to let go. Lewis Wilbur. Yep. Uh and then in
0: chapter one there's a different summary that says a collection of Wilbur Lewis Drables. Oh yes. And I think it's misleading because it is they're mo- they're a lot more interconnected than just a bunch of drables. But yes. they are like little vignettes with huge time skips in between yes. them.
2: Mm-hmm. So Yeah, know anyway, that makes that's- sense. And then, so... the, and
0: then in Fidelity, um, the uh, the summary is. Hang on, the summary like. Uh, nope. It was okay. Wilder was dying, and no one seemed to care. That's it. That's the. That's the summary. Yep. I, you can guess how how angsty this one's gonna be.
1: Also, so, can I just. Can I just yeah, point ahead. out that one of their warnings, so they one of their content warnings on on this on this uh, fic is incest and then also slash, which is, like, good to know that, that we need so to warn people that they'll be gay in this fic. Like, that's content they, warning, they, gay people. That's what
0: they used to do. They used to be like, please tag your slash. Please tag yeah. it. We don't want to see that.
1: Yeah, no, this is I mean, that is how it was, so I'm uh, not blaming like no that's but totally accurate. But, but it it man, they were awful. It's uh it's sad to see those two words together as like content warnings. Yeah rough.
0: Now we don't call them flash, we just call them men loving men.
1: Yep. Which is nice. Yeah, that <laughs> it's a way it's a way uh, better way to think about it, you know? Like it's like aw. Yeah. It's a lot more wholesome. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: it, it gives you all warm fuzzies instead of like, Slash. Yeah. Ew. Let's like roll it up in a paper bag along with the rest of our disgusting porn. like, Slash <laughs> had also an inherently sexual connotation to it. which Yes. Annoyingly homophobic. Yes. But anyway, the homophobia continues in the story proper. It does. Which is basically about lewis and wilbur's relationship and how it starts um and basically uh, the relationship itself is wilbur's addiction yes. he goes through all the different cycles of of an addiction basically he's got you know addiction and then he's got withdrawal and then he does it so often that he and by it i mean he's like sneaking into lewis's room and stalking him and watching him sleep, because that's that's the story. That's how it opens. Yep. and then he does it so often to the point where Lewis notices. And Lewis yep. at some point at at like after about like uh, a year and a half, Lewis notices, and he thinks this, and he thinks at this point that Wilbur's only done it a couple times before. And Lewis mm-hmm. just starts to sleep. He like pretends to sleep, and Wilbur just keeps doing it. And the implication is that Lewis pretends to sleep because he enjoys Wilbur's attention. Yes. <sighs> Pause for uh, sigh. A resigned sigh. Anyway, and then and then Lewis and Wilbur are talking, and they're like, "What are we doing?" oh no because they they both admit that they love each other but they're they both admit it's wrong and then they're like let's just sit here in this moment and not do anything and it's like they they think that because they're not like getting their dicks out that it's not incest (laughs) but this is still like a very romantic (laughs) moment so it's Mm. not actually them not doing anything in my opinion it's not anyway, gay if they don't
1: so
0: they, take their they, dicks out. Yeah, I, I noticed that, because there's no disclaimer in the very first... Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Because I thought there wasn't a disclaimer in the first chapter, and then there was in the second chapter, and I'm like, why are they disclaiming the second chapter? First yeah. chapter is clearly very sexual. Anyway, because... Yeah. Because, okay, if we go into more detail, what happens is that Wilbur... <laughs> so Wilbur... Is like I can't remember what order happens, but Wolverine gets like very upset when he confesses to Lewis. He's like, "I'm pathetic." Yeah. Ah. And then Lewis is like, "No, it's okay. Teens are, you know, you got hormones and stuff. It's, it's, it's everything's weird." And then Wolverine's like, "No, it's not fucking
2: hormones."
1: Yeah. He he just cur- He just casually curses, which like it's obviously it's not a bad thing, but like also. Um, it's just it's the rest very of the close fic to being okay,
0: it. it's very close to feeling natural, but it doesn't quite feel natural. No, and the no author is like overdoing it a little bit, so
2: yeah.
0: Anyway, Wilver's like, No, we both know that you're lying, <laughs> and then and then is like, like a sad little pathetic worm at this point, and he's just like, Tell me. You don't feel the same way. And then Lewis is kind of evading the question. He's like, Lewis, you owe me this. And then eventually Lewis breaks down. He's like, yeah, okay. I love you too. But we're not going to do anything because it's immoral. <laughs> so we're, I'm, we're just going to both suppress these intense romantic and sexual feelings forever.
2: And then Wilbur's yeah.
0: like, but that's not fair. And then Lewis is like, but we got to so that you're born and stuff. Right, and then, and then they start like making out. Yes, <laughs>
1: they just start uh, looking immediately.
0: And then, yeah, yeah, it's mostly Wilbur. Wilbur, Wilbur's kissing Lewis and then he like slides his hand under his shirt, and this is very graphic because like I viscerally remember this like from <laughs> the first day that I read this till today.
1: I and know where you're going, so and I'm not happy about that's it. That's like a year.
0: <laughs> That's the year year of me remembering this scene. So he's basically just, like, touching Lewis's nipples. And I said this in the incest episode, and I'll say it again, I never want to think about Lewis's nipples at all, let alone in this context. But, yeah, so Wilbur's fondling his future father's nips, And uh, the narrative definitely wants us to know that (laughs) they're hard. And then, they're also, like, they're also kind of, like, dry-humping each other. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, sorry, listeners, but they were dry-humping each other.
2: It's just the and, then,
0: and then, after that, they uh, also, throughout this whole time, Lewis is telling him to stop. Lover keeps going, so that's bad. Oh, yeah. Lewis is like, but you want this you want this and the story the story is convincing us yeah lewis does kind of want this doesn't he so we're not really questioning the whole consent factor but like wilbur has disregarded cornelius's consent like a bunch of times in this stick like at the very beginning he's already spied on him sleeping and having wet dreams
1: yeah yeah and he's also um he also definitely kissed him without his consent too so it's kind of like he also does what uh, Wilbur what? kisses Lewis without his consent, like while he's
0: sleeping. Yeah, he yeah he kisses him while he's sleeping, like a like a Sleeping Beauty moment.
1: Yeah, and it's like,
0: yeah this this was his um, cause, you know, addicts always have their like past the point of no return point. You mm-hmm. know, when they get reckless, that that was Wilbur's <laughs> that yeah. was Wilbur's point, I guess, and that woke Lewis up. Uh, even more than usual, but yeah. also I'm just I'm just thinking how this would not always work for everybody. But I think Lewis is very responsibly going to bed at, at the same time every day. But like, what if he didn't? You know? Yeah. And like, he actually famously doesn't have a very good sleep schedule because he's working really late at night on inventions. So yeah. I don't quite get Wilbur's strategy here.
1: No. But anyway. I don't either.
0: They have, like, that super awkward makeout session where the author wants us desperately to know that Lewis liked it, okay? He liked it, even though yes. he kept saying that it was wrong and that he wants Wilbur to stop, and he kept telling Wilbur to stop.
2: Yeah.
1: So awkward. It is very weird. Yeah. And, like, kind of, and, like, pretty, pretty creepy.
0: Um, yeah this whole fake is creepy it wants to be dark but it's just wrong in a bad way yeah. it's not deep at all and then yeah so then okay and, and then uh Wilbur basically convinces Lewis that it would be a good idea to date anyways
2: <laughs> good I can't
0: remember wait where is it oh my god I have too many notes. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh no, this is in the next chapter because this thick only has four chapters.
1: Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah. Oh
0: um, I can't remember the exact wording. Okay, here it is. So, this is in chapter two because they at the end of chapter one is them just being like, oh, okay, so we love each other, but we can't be together. But we're just yeah. gonna cuddle up tonight, and it's not sexual because. Because we, we didn't take our clothes off. it doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Anyway, so in <laughs> chapter two, Lewis is going on a date with Franny. Yep. Uh, and then Wilbur. Wilbur catches him before he leaves. And they have, like, the most angst-ridden conversation ever that really tells me the author loves the forbidden aspect of this relationship. And it yeah. seems like that's kind of an appeal for the whole fandom, but this author in particular, like, loves it a lot. <laughs> anyway, and then and then uh, Lewis Louis comes back really early, and he's like, yeah, I told her I was sick, and Wilbur's like, oh, you didn't have to lie for me, and then Louis was like, I didn't lie. I did feel sick. I couldn't be without you. And then the thick kind of, they, they talk, and they're like, and Wilbur basically convinces Lewis that yes, they should date until Franny takes over. But that's, mm. that's terrible logic because what if, what if, in dating Wilbur, he misses out um, on his chance to date Franny, right?
2: Like, yeah. Anyway.
0: And the quote I'm going to read is terrible. So this is Lewis kind of talking through the narration. It made sense, didn't it? Enjoy his time with Wilbur. Then when he did finally have to say goodbye. She would have something to fondly look back on, <laughs> and that's that's exactly how you're supposed to spend your 20s, yeah, exactly. Totally,
1: yep, yep, to- totally.
0: And the fic also ends in a similar way with like their quirky little dialogue where it goes, Wilbur, hmm, what are we doing? Sleeping together, Louis. I just want to hold you for now. <laughs>
1: It's very melodramatic, like intensely. Yeah,
0: and then do you want to talk about chapter three? Just to summarize
1: it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So chapter three is called jealousy. See my rhyme. And um, this is where we learn that uh, Wilbur is uh, not only is he a stalker and pretty creepy, and not only does he not necessarily. Liked. Um, oh, sorry, I
0: mixed up my chapters. I described some of the stuff that happens in chapter
1: three, but that's okay. Anyway, go on. Um, he, uh, he just like he's super, like you were saying, he's just super. He's he's a uh, super possessive. Yeah, just possessive. describe
0: the rest of the thick
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because I basically described You're okay. chapter three, but you know. Um, but I don't think you described. Goodbye, the last one yet, the last chapter. No, no, go ahead. Just so how um, about it? So yeah, so basically, we, the last chapter ends with um, will um Cornelius and Franny's wedding. Franny's full name. This one is Franny Olivia Peterson, which like
0: which, I that's, okay. that okay. Sure is a name, isn't it, <laughs> It sure is a name. That is indeed that a has-
1: name that exists um. like in the
0: author's descent, they wrote this long, long before the entire fandom knew that the framaguchis were the framaguchis but at the right. same time it's like it feels like they just didn't try
1: yeah i mean that's that's pretty and fair the
0: other thing that bothers me is that later on in the well, in the sequel wilbur dates a girl named olivia and it's mm. just like pick pick different names this is weird. Yeah, this is like vaguely incestuous both ways now. Like, why are you doing?
1: <laughs> this? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. So then, uh, so they're at. He's at the wedding. Wilbur kind of um uh, sort of reflecting back on their relationship while this is happening and um uh we and then eventually um Wilbur and Lewis kind of meet together secretly and um i guess Wilbur I mean there's I mean Wilbur st- the fix still calls him Lewis at this point which is still kind of weird to me cuz yeah I, I find at what point means- is he Neil? <laughs> Is it once he gives birth- once he gives birth- once- once Wilbur is born? Is that, like, when- M-Preg. <laughs> no. No, M. No. No, I do not. Pre-
0: M. Preg is another homophobic concept, but- Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. But, um- Once Wilbur's born. Once Wilbur's born, is that when he becomes really. Neil, officially, according to fic writers? Like, what? Anyway. That- um, that- that seems to be their logic,
0: but- it's just kind of weird to think that Lewis would change his name and then not go by his new name. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, yeah. There's definitely a transition period, but come on. Anyway,
2: anyway.
1: Yeah. And so then he basically pulls oh, out.
0: Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say you could. You, you, we also gotta summarize Fidelity. We do, you know, yeah. The exact same length as this thick, <laughs> But
1: one factor. I'll be I'll be a little Sorry. I'll be quick about it. No, it's alright. Um and then so Lewis kinda he pulls out this device. It's clearly the neuralizer from Men in Black, but it could also be a reference to the blink, which is which is the neuralizer from Men in Black, but it's a a device that um was used in some other MTR fix. Um but it's basically Wait, wait, sorry. What's the blink? What's that? The from? blink is um a device that has been used in a previous MTR fanfics. I believe it one of Doodle Girls fics was the first one to have it. Um but it's it's basically just the neuralizer from Men in Black. Like it just it's the same device but with a different name. <laughs> um That's weird. <laughs>
2: but okay.
1: I, and the device doesn't have a name in this fic, I don't think, but I I think that's what's referencing. But basically, it, mm-hmm. it basically Lewis erases Wilbur's memories and tells him that you know to forget about him and to move on, and then Wilbur does that, and it's like played as a kind of a tragedy, and that's how this fic ends. Um, and then the yeah, sequel it's happens. Quite
0: sad and melodramatic, and then the sequel just kind of nosedives into melodrama yes. beyond your wildest nightmares, <laughs> and this is. This is, uh, we're going to remind you again, this is when the triggering self-harm scenes happen. Yes. Like, right in the opening.
2: Right? Yep.
0: Right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you, wanna, oh, did you yeah, want to? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to describe it. But I guess I'll, I can keep going. Um. So, basically, most of the fic is just kind of Wilbur is having, like, dreams and vague Memories of, um, of like being in love with Wilbur, uh, being in love with Lewis, I mean, but, um, he doesn't really know what's going on. Um, it's right from the beginning we learn that he is, um, is, is committing self harm with razor blades. Um, it's not really clear why he's like this necessarily. Um, but I mean, it
0: does imply that he has been like this for like, about a year or even longer yeah, yeah it's, it's been like a while month. but like it's six months at least
1: yeah no I no it's not clear like maybe it's it, i mean the only imp- any only idea i can think of is that it's because of, of wilbur being unable to like be with lewis is the reason why um but again the fic doesn't really give us any c- concrete ideas it's just kind of he's just he has depression and his suicidal tendencies, and that's the... That's kind of just the fact mm-hmm. of the matter. Um, yeah, so then he, he... wants to
0: be very serious about this, but they fail in, in very key ways. Very yeah. Key way gone.
1: And then, um... Basically, he, uh... He's... He's kind of, um... We also get him sacked that, again, like in Unraveled, Wilbur and Neil have a very contentious relationship, uh, his father is really, you know, is always away for out of from work, uh, and, for like um, months
0: at a time. I I can't imagine that a business trip would take two months. That's too long. That's kind of unrealistic, right? Yeah.
1: Like, a week like I can I most, can imagine you know that I mean? like, you know, maybe he does long he, hours. He's basically like
0: living overseas, you know. Yeah.
1: Point. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um Yeah, it's so um that's a little weird. And then, you know, basically Neil realizes Wilbur is not feeling well and Wilbur basically back you know, he doubles down, is like, no, I'm fine. Um Um and he gets he gets really really angry at Neil. Um and then uh we find out that Wilbur is dating this girl named Olivia um but and... wait he
0: gets angry at neil once he remembers
1: he does get angry right? at neil once he remembers too but he's also angry at neil because he is not spending a lot of time with him
0: yeah he's seething after neil before that but yes. then he like full full-on blows up at him once he remembers because the memory resurfaces all the flashbacks are like the memories resurfacing but they yes. come as like nightmares or whatever
1: yeah, there's uh, also I forgot to mention, but yeah, there are flashbacks to the previous fic in 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 between different scenes, which are yeah, like, which Wilbur doesn't memories. know our
0: memory until until later, and then he realizes oh their memory, memory, and then he gets mad at Neil,
1: but he decides yes. to
0: keep it from him because he wants it to hurt as much as possible.
1: Yes. So and then That's um Wilbur's strategy. Yep. And then he um. He goes on this date with this girl who coincidentally is has blue eyes blonde hair, and is an inventor. <laughs> what are the odds and huh? is
0: referred to is is referred to as the blonde in the exact same way that Neil is to the point where it's like actually legitimately confusing so yes, that's fine.
1: yep it's yeah. great it's great, so yeah, the implication out here is pretty obvious that like Wilbur is so consciously trying to date Lewis again, but. So they go, so then they, like, um, so then the next scene, they're kissing in the movie theater, and then Wilbur says Lewis's name, and then his girlfriend flips out at that. Also, gotta love this line that says, Oh, God, have you been gay all along and just used me for your, your image? <sighs> yeah, and she, the, the author points out that she also
0: sounds hysterical. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of bad. To find out that your boyfriend probably doesn't love you, yeah. The implication that she's disgusted that he's gay is also weird.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. But Um,
0: yeah, finding out that you're a beard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Not not the best not the best discovery. Um. So you know, there's another discussion between Wilbur and Cornelius. It's just kind of angry, and then uh wilbur is continuing to like question himself and not understand and then he the memories finally resurface and he remembers everything and then he gets super angry at neil and as you said he starts to basically ignore neil out of spite i guess um and just really angry about it and then franny and wilbur have a conversation i also love this line from franny who says, what's gotten into you? For the past week, you've been treating your father horribly, and I want to know why. Tell me, what would you do if you were to die in a hover car wreck today? I love would that. you really want him to die thinking you hated him? And I'm just like, i He has no chill. I'm just like, Franny, like, look, you don't know why Wilbur is upset. Like, maybe hear him out? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I think the thick is trying to say that Franny is like being defensive because she's projecting her own stuff about Neil onto him. That's but true. The fic is doing a very bad job of it, and it just looks like Franny is an imperceptive, very controlling, stupid parent. Yep. Wah, wah, wah.
1: <laughs> and then and then uh, it basically comes out that uh that Franny um.
0: But yeah, so what
1: happens is that, because uh,
0: Wilbur finds, finds out about uh, the, the memory erasing before he goes on his date with Olivia, but then that means his date with Olivia goes bad because when they're making out in the movie theater. Well, actually does that anyway. Making out in the movie theater, and he calls out Lewis's name, and Olivia, for some reason, doesn't know that that's Cornelius' middle name. I feel like that's very likely for most people, but I'm just playing that out because Olivia, in this fic, is a fan of Neil, so I'm like, yeah,
1: that's true. It's
0: possible that she would actually know, but maybe, maybe not. It's like kind of a anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> so then, uh, yeah, that's that's what makes Olivia freak out. And then Wilbur comes home and he's super upset. And they're having dinner or lunch or what? I think it's dinner. And yeah. Wilbur's making a really big deal out of not passing stuff to Neil at the table. Yeah. And then both Fran and Neil get angry, and then uh, Fran takes Wilbur's side, and she's like, Why do you hate your dad? And then Wilbur's like, I'd rather you were dead! I hate him! And then Frandi, like, explodes, she's like, well, maybe you would would like to know that he's not your father. And then Fran's like, oops. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Yeah, because uh, in this be- stick, she's a um, music teacher, and suddenly she has lessons on Friday night. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
1: Yeah. Just in time for the weekend, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Time for a nice little weekend quickie lesson. Quickie. Quick lesson. With mm-hmm. none other than uh, Goob. Franny is sleeping with bowler Hat Guy in this mm-hmm. Uh Anyway, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so um, yeah, basically Franny's been cheating this whole time and Wilbur is basically a bastard. Like, very literally. Um. Yep. And she's cheating with Goob, which I don't get it, but I guess there's a, he's the only other character who's their age that she'd be dating that we already know about, so you know, doesn't it make sense in the end for that reason? Yeah, I think that's the main reason why because I don't
0: really see why else at all I mean I yeah. guess maybe maybe just to twist the knife a little that it's, that it's Lewis's old roommate but like otherwise like who cares
2: mm-hmm. no
0: offense but who cares
2: yeah. anyway
0: also it's really funny when, when Cornelius asks how do you know and it's like I'm pretty sure she knows who she slept with last but like because like I feel like the answer to that question could be really, really easy. Because like oh well you're you're away for like months and months, and mm-hmm. if I did the math, the only person I slept with in that period of time because he was the only one who was in the country, yeah, food, you know that would make sense. That that's how the real world works. But yeah. the way Franny answers it is, and I quote, "The DNA machine that I asked you to build for my frogs." just mount driving, I knew you well enough to know that you would go above and beyond and make it compatible for humans and animals. And you didn't. Shortly after Wilbur we was born, I did a test. And Wilbur's Michael's son.
1: That's kind of weird to me, though, because, like, I mean, paternity tests are a thing you can get, especially at the time of this fake. Vic- like, I mean, I don't know if by 2007 I they're you could probably get a paternity tests. i probably you can get but... at
0: the drugstore. You know, like a pregnancy test? You could probably get. Oh, yeah, a pregnancy the test, test you, at the you can. Store.
1: I'm talking about a, per, a a paternity test, like. Um, no,
0: that's, buddy, I meant in the future you could probably get that at the drugstore.
1: Oh yes, sorry, I misunderstood <laughs> what you're
0: saying. Like I imagine that you could probably get a DNA test at the drugstore, like really easily in the future. Yeah, we're we're kind of obsessed with DNA now, so
2: yeah. I can see that
0: happening. So. It just feels, like, so convoluted and distracting that Franny is, like, actually, I used the DNA machine for the frogs. Yeah. I went through all this trouble. Yeah, you could just... Because, like, if Franny really didn't know, she could just, like, be in denial for her whole life. That works, too. That's another option.
1: Uh, That is an option. Yeah. So, anyway, it is kind of, um, it is very weird, but... That is how it is. But the, the likelihood of her actually needing a test is kinda low unless
0: she was really like sleeping with them back to back.
1: Well, I mean you know, it, it's In the thing case, is is that like denial or a
0: or a paternity test are two options. Mm-hmm. But like Granny like really goes out of her way to find out, which I find kind of just bizarre and unnecessary. Basically. Yeah.
1: I mean, to be fair, there can be a lot of even even in a situation like this, there can be some uncertainty, um, as to whether or not, um, these two like as we're well enough wilbur and like who who the father is. Like, I mean, the mm-hmm. other thing is is that like, honestly, I feel like Franny probably would have assumed it was Neil's child at first because I'm assuming that like. Michael and her are, are, would be having, like, protective sex, in theory, whereas, yeah, like.
0: Yeah, but Alyssa, the theme of this pick is that the heart wants what it wants, so no one really cares about consequences when it comes yeah, to love. Yeah, I mean, she could have just been story, like, you know what, clearly.
1: I have these two men that I'm with, let's just let the, that roll the dice and see which sperm wins, you know? I got, I got two boy toys, let's just play Russian roulette with both their dicks. Yeah, but my point is is that, like, even if you're only having, like, even if she's only having, like, say she was having sex with Neil, like, once a week, and then the other week she was having sex with Goob and they alternated. Well, clearly
2: she's not,
0: but, like, the other thing about the stick is that she's clearly not getting it, you know? Like, she only sees Neil, like, five times a year. Oh, that's, that's, that's true, yeah. basically what the stick is saying, so it's, like, the likelihood of them sleeping together seems, like, exponentially low.
1: That's that's a good point. I didn't actually I guess I didn't really like process what you were saying. But yeah. No th not that that makes sense. And then like you yeah, probably wouldn't have needed the, a, a test.
0: The book I'm reading now, which is uh, very cleverly called the Vagina Bible <laughs> fun fun sex ed stuff guys. So anyway the book I'm reading now defines a sexless marriage as one where the couple don't sit together for at least six months. Which is it's it's very arbitrary I find but like mm. okay if if you want to if you want to quantify stuff that way yeah anyways yeah so at this point Wilbur's upset and he runs up to his room and mm. we don't know what he's doing we, we don't know what he's doing yet we don't know yeah but uh actually no before he runs up to his room he and Neil get into a fight because they're Neil uh, Wilbur's like why did you do it and then Neil's like. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to move on. No, you just threw me out. You set me aside, man. You didn't care about my feelings. And then uh, Lewis is like, "No, mm-hmm. I care about your feelings so much." And is like, "I I can't remember. Oh, I think maybe I'm mixing up because they had two different conversations. But anyway, they argue, and yeah. Homer, uh leaves to his room, and then that leaves Neil like crying and upset. And then Fran goes to Fran sees him and she's like, "Oh no, he told you."
1: <laughs> and then it turns yep. out. Uh. Wait. Hold on. Did I get lost? Yeah. Oh no.
0: Well, it, tur- it, it, it turns out that, you know, he didn't know. And then Fran has to confess to Neil as well. Oh, as yeah, yeah. He
1: finds out, and yes. Then...
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry. And oh then it's
0: just very awful from then on out. And then. And then Wilbur, uh, very he, he makes very quick work on his wrist with the yep. razor blade.
2: Yep, he, um, he,
0: yep. What's really upsetting yep. is that there's no reason at all why Wilbur chooses to use a razor blade. I feel yeah. like if you're going to go through the motions of having a character self-harm, you should really reflect on why they're self-harming and in what manner they self-harm. Because I don't know, I guess does Wilbur shave, even? He's using shaving razor blades, and it's, like, like the author just did not think beyond the stereotype at all. Like, mm. do they have lasers in the future? I don't know. That's yeah. Sad. That's sad. But you know what I mean? Like, there's no creativity, there's no forethought. It's really just there for shock no. value, which makes it all the more horrible. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. about the story at all.
1: Yeah, that's that is one of the one of the uh more. I mean, I will say um, you know, just from my own personal experience, you know, my boyfriend um obviously he shaves his facial hair, but like he doesn't use a razor. He uses an electric razor. He doesn't use yeah. like a, a a manual razor at all, cause he doesn't. Yeah, I find um, it really
0: unlikely that Wilbur would just have razor blades lying around like that. Like yeah. he would have to go out of his way. To buy them and it's like if you're going on your way to buy razor you could just buy anything at yeah time. and, like, and I, what I mean
1: like yeah and i feel like a lot on. of people who use i mean i don't know this because I'm, i don't know a lot about self-harm necessarily but i, I would mm-hmm. think that the reason why you use you would use razor blades if you're doing that is because they're convenient and also very inconspicuous you know like if someone suspects yeah. you of self you know, they're not going to look at a razor blade and think you're using it to hurt yourself, necessarily. And, you know, if you're, if yeah, you're someone who shaves with that kind razor of and another thing about razor
0: blades is that they're stored in the bathroom, which is a yeah. private as well as sanitary place. Yeah. There's warm water, which yeah. is the traditional way in which people commit suicide by a razor blade, which... Yeah. Anyway, I feel like everybody underestimates how hard it is to commit suicide by a razor blade.
1: Oh, when yeah. When
0: they write like this.
1: To... you really gotta oh you God. really gotta like get your artery you know it's so and if you're not a tolerant. surgeon like, if you're not, not a practice surgeon thin. you're not gonna be able to get at the at the vein you know as easily as you might and, and yeah. it's it, i would and assume I think, it takes
0: i think we've talked a lot about uh 13 reasons why but i think yes one of the biggest reasons why 13 reasons why is so controversial because I, I found the the like very last scene, which is the flashback of what's her face, Hannah, yeah, like, doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. There was
0: like no music. There's no cuts or anything. It's just like very quiet, and she she's like breathing really hard as she's cutting.
2: Yeah. and
0: like it was so visceral. Anyway, I don't want to get into too much detail, but it was so visceral, and I think that's why it was like super controversial. And that is the opposite. Of what this thing is doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing, like, easy about s- suicide. Like, like, I guess uh, the problem, I think, with this framing is that it kind of implies that Wilbur would have gone into that quiet goodnight once he had done the deed. But in reality, bleeding out takes a long time, and it's very painful. <laughs> like, it's not it's not a pretty thing. Yeah, and he- Wilbur
0: wouldn't even be able to cut that deed quick enough. Like, his parents no. are realizing... What's going on? Like immediately, and yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, if they realize that quickly, it's like, do, do they know that he's been self-harming? Because also, Wilbur traditionally wears a lot of T-shirts, so I'm yes, just, like, just, just he switched to long-sleeve shirts. Or yeah,
1: yeah. Does, and like, does know and, how and the to other thing the too is that like really quickly, like yeah. And one of the problems too is that like, at least with this fic is that. We don't really have as much of an idea as to, like, like, what this change in Wilbur is. Like, as far as we know from this point of the fic, Wilbur's kind of been this way for a really long time. And, mm-hmm. and like, we don't really have any reference for how he used to be before he, um, you know, started self-harming. You know, like, you know, if there's any... Yeah. You know, we well, don't have...
0: We do know that he started self-harming specifically when he came back from Lewis's wedding.
1: Yes, and
0: he he started having the memories, which he called nightmares. Yeah, which the memories would only come as sorry. The, the memories Excuse would me? only come as nightmares. So Wilbur would just just thought that he was like messed up and sad, and he like yeah. he didn't know why he was sad, but he was sad. But I think at the very beginning of the fic, it also does mention that uh that Cornelius is on very long business trips and he hardly sees him. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me let me look for this. Ooh. Ooh I'm typing the wrong sorry guys.
2: Okay. Business.
0: <laughs> business. Oh. Why is the find feature so horrible?
1: Isn't, uh, isn't that the question, man?
0: Edit. Find. Replace.
1: You can yeah. do it.
0: What? Did I write business the wrong way? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, here we go. Father had been home longer than two days at a time for the past year and a half. He kept leaving, going on quote-unquote business trips, claiming that Robinson and Venco needed some serious renovations across the world. Hmm. Um, anyway, and that's, that's in, like, chapter four of Addiction. So this author yeah. has planned some of this, like, well ahead. Yeah. But basically... Uh, the family situation was kind of not great before. Uh, And it's implied that it was not great because his parents' marriage was not great yeah, because of the incest, and it's like, you know, paradox.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Gotta love it. And
0: then, yeah, and then anyway, all this to say is that that nothing really makes a lot of sense with the whole Wilbur self-harming and suicide attempt
1: yeah and it, it doesn't really feel like very grounded in something that would make it like i don't know it just doesn't really feel yeah very... there's no
0: nuance at all yeah. there's nothing you're, you're just kind of like plopped in oh by the way we'll be super suicidal and yeah. there's no preamble there's there's no context that comes later, either, that, like, kind of smooths that over.
1: Yeah. It's just, like,
0: stock value that's just there.
1: Yeah, and, and like, to make
0: things worse, the doctor's names are Dr. Daisy and Dr. Minnie. Oh, my
1: God, I didn't <laughs> notice Wilber that. When Wilbur wakes
0: up in the hospital. But, like, I don't now that it. you pointed it out... This author's very bad at names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, like, one thing I also think is is important to mention... And, I mean, this is the thing we've talked about before, but, like, I think the other problem, too, is that Wilbur being this way is such a huge, like, departure from his characterization in the movie that I feel like it needs way more justification, you know? Like, him just being, like, like, because I think it has the opposite of, like, I think to some degree the author kind of wants to add, I guess, depth or emotion to what's going on but i think it it kind of Mm -hmm. works against itself because it it kind of the fact that there isn't really any like real justification for the way he's feeling it it sort of works to trivialize it in general you know i could see someone coming away from this fic thinking oh he's just upset because he can't Mm -hmm. bang his dad you know now he's uh, like now, now he wants to kill himself because of that and it's like I don't know, that doesn't do any services to people who are actually struggling with that kind of thing, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this author clearly, like, loves angst and tragedy and, Mm -hmm. I don't know, disturbing, I wouldn't say horror, but, you know, like, dark shit. They love emo dark shit, and they, like many others, get very enthusiastic about writing Serious material that may be quote unquote controversial yes. but they don't know how to control their tone in a way that grounds it in reality and yeah. makes it very compelling they just kind of crank it up to 11 and they're like if I throw, throw enough sad stuff at the audience then we'll get it but that's not how that works Yeah. in fact the more sad things you tell us the more desensitized we become and it almost starts to become comical yeah. And that's kind of why you need comic relief, so that we laugh at the right time instead yeah. of the wrong time. Yeah. there's There's so much wrong about the way the sick treats suicide. When Wilbur comes home, Carl's first thing that he tells Oh my him god! Is...
1: Carl's line, like, sent <laughs> says, me into says, the astral war plane. Holy shit. Says, Hey little buddy, I heard you wanna to try to
0: kill yourself. <laughs> just what were you thinking, young man? Where would that leave me?
1: Oh my god. When I saw that line I was just I laughed. But not because I thought it was like particularly funny, like that it worked well, but more because it just it just like such witch you know? And it just is yeah, so unnatural total too. Dissonance.
0: Like so the like the author's basically detached from reality. And the thing I noticed is that this matches a pattern with the author's viewpoint of, like, the point of relationships is so that you're not alone. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: uh, the, the, the fic is constantly saying, well, Neil has Franny, but Wilbur will have no one. And it's like, actually, Franny will have a very shitty boyfriend who's in love with his future
2: yeah, son, like... And therefore neglect fic- Franny
0: throughout their entire marriage because he's lusting after his own son and that's messed up, so he feels guilty, so he's mostly repressing himself and he avoids being home at all costs. Yeah. So Franny has an affair. And then... And then the, the point of the affair is so that Franny has someone.
1: Yeah, and what? it's like... And I think it's kind of... And the other thing that's sort of... like, Like, one of the things, too, that's really... Like, weird to me is that, like, I mean, like, I feel like if this fic were, had nuance and wasn't necessarily about, you know, incest, like, taking that aside, if it was just about, Mm -hmm. um, someone who, like, is one of the lessons that I would, you know, if I were making this fic that I would have this character learn is that, like, like, yeah, it might have sucked that this relationship ended, but, like, you don't know for certain that you're gonna be alone, like, you know, Wilbur's only 21, (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: Wilbur could literally actually fall in love with someone who isn't his father.
1: Yeah, like, that's a possibility. And it's weird because, like... That's
0: not what the people want, Alyssa. No,
1: I know. (laughs) That's not what the people want. And it's so so weird to me, and, like, this fic kind of ends up kind of validating Wilbur's viewpoint that he will be alone, even though, like, I mean, again... It
0: mentions that Carl is his only friend, and I'm like, that is so
1: sad. It is so, it is very sad, like, <clears throat> it just, it just kind of makes, it, at least to me, it sucks at a lot of the weight of, like, the fic, because it's like, Wilbur just has no perspective, I guess. And like, like I said, if it was, if this was Yeah, sort like, of... Wilbur
0: isn't able to grow beyond his relationship with Cornelius,
1: yeah. so
0: when he gets back together with Neil, um, spoiler alert, um... <laughs> yeah. They, there is no real depth to it. It just looks like some poor, messed up child is stuck forever in this bizarro incestuous relationship. Yeah,
1: and it's and I'm like, not, like
0: all alone in the house, which is so creepy.
1: And I feel like the you know yeah, and it's uh, like like I like I said, I think I think to some degree. If this fic were like, like some of the, I guess the, like if this were some sort of, I don't know, really dark horror, like romantic horror, horror like setting, you know, kind of thing, and it mm-hmm. was sort of, like it was willing to commit to the idea of like Wilbur being in the situation as sort of like a horrifying thing, and then uh-huh. I think that this I that this wouldn't necessarily be a bad concept, you know. And then the ending yeah, of if like... it was
0: if it was deliberately satirical, but Yeah. You can tell it's not.
1: No, it's not. It's very in sincere fact, Franny, and that just kinda Franny has her woof. own Frenny Franny has her own
0: little theme statement when she when she finishes um talking about the history of her affair with Michael, she says, You can only resist the person you're in love with for so long. So it kind of plays into like the whole soulmates and destiny narrative when it comes to romance is if you only have one person and you're also destined to be with that person and you don't really have to make any effort yeah to be with them like it's just gonna happen and like because it's just gonna happen no one can blame you for for the consequences that happen as a result of you pursuing this relationship possibly at the expense of other relationships which is the case with both franny and Neil,
1: and Wilbur. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, it's... I was never... I've never really been a fan of, like, any kind of romance story where there's sort of this element of fate or soulmates, because I think it mm-hmm. just kind of... It just kind of sucks the whole enjoyment of a romance to me. Like, that's... The, that's the, yeah. like not to, There's not no to... longer
0: a will-they-won't-they. They. It's just when will-they, you know? Yeah, like, exactly.
1: Why? And not to dredge up old old uh uh not to up old uh, author hatred, but one of my lo- one of my authors that I love to hate, Christina Feehan, She writes a bunch of romance novels but old that Christina kind
0: Christina
1: of Fiheen. <laughs> she writes like, she's, rom- she's
0: a household name on this podcast
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I don't I don't try I try not to bring up I try to only bring her up when she's relevant, but. I think it's relevant here because she, one of the things that I don't really like about her work is that pretty much, at least, I mean, I've only read two of her books, but so far there's this, like, big trend of, like, there being this sort of meant-to-be aspect to their relationships. Like, literally, in the first book of hers that I read, the soulmate is very literalized. It's, like, an actual force that's observable in the universe. And I don't know, I just find that fact, well, A, I find that doesn't make very compelling romance because it's, like... Well, where's the conflict? There is none. And then, yeah, like the,
0: the characters have no no uh, no agency. When they no. do get together, it's not like super cool or anything. It's like, oh well, we expected that from day one. It's like,
1: yeah, and like, and the other it, problem it just takes
0: everything away from a romance.
1: Is that like the romance? The way that these characters, like the 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 male hero or the male love interest, tends to be like. You know, super um, alpha male like, and uh, there are some very yikes moments in these stories that I've read that involve, you know, dubious consent. I'm always with authors like these. I'm
0: always so curious what their real life love life is like. Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, their
0: their real world perception of love because it's
1: probably not that great. And it's like. You, like you see lines like I'm rough but I know you can handle me that's why we're meant to be together it's like uh, like that's I don't know man
2: weird. that sounds but that okay. sounds a little
1: a little uh yikes so because of that I find her stories well that's one of the reasons why I find her stories kind of unpalatable is because one the um the destiny aspect kind of Makes it hard to buy into their love, and then two, I kind of feel like the destiny part of it, sort of, kind of, sort of, ju- is used to justify some of the more unsavory things that like the male characters would do to the female characters, because it's like, well, they're lovers, you know, he's meant for her, so he never actually hurt her, and it's like, are we sure? Cause like, oh. I don't know, I'm not oh, sure she fully nasty. consented to this, mm, so. Damn. Yeah, that's like that's the weird. like that's like to me like the 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 darkest implication that I would that I saw with the fic or the the story that it's I was reading. It's weird that this
0: kind of this kind of romance seems to appeal to a lot of people, like just romances that are clearly wrong but in the most boring way possible.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: like, and um, I don't get it. Like every time, every time I point it out, people are always like. But you're oh, you must be so milk toast and vanilla, your tastes are so boring, like not everything has to be so literal and perfectly moral. Some people like to explore black comedy and dark concepts and it's like, yeah, I wasn't born yesterday. I'm saying the author's doing that in a way that's terrible. Like that's the yeah. difference. But anyway. Yeah, I think it's important none of you to... guys
1: understand irony. <laughs> One of the things that like I think we've said we said this in our incest episode, but you know I'll say it here again. There's there's nothing like like I don't I I don't want to come across it like I or you are saying that like you should never ever explore incest or suicide in your stories because like
0: I feel I like think we've made are... that pretty clear though. Yes, we have. Oh, but we can we can repeat ourselves. Sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know that's that's the thing, but I think the important thing is is knowing how that that subject matter is being explored, you know? Like, yeah. like you know, I, you know, if you have, if you write a story where there might be instances of dubious consent, I don't necessarily think that that story is, you know, shouldn't be read at all, because there are valid reasons to explore those types of topics, you know? Yeah, when and,
0: it comes to theme, it's all about the tone of your story, and if you have Quote unquote dark themes, but you want to like subvert them or be ironic about mm-hmm. them. You can make that really clear in your story through like theme and action and consequences <laughs> and through like the, the, the shape of the characters' character art, you know? Yeah. Are the characters rewarded for their actions or are they punished, et cetera? Yeah. Do the characters around them support them? Or do they criticize them, etc. And yeah, basically, in this fic, Wilbur's rewarded for the incest. But if the fic were dark, maybe the incest, maybe either Wilbur wasn't rewarded for the incest, or yeah. the incest happens and it was framed in a way that was like dark and like abusive. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, I think it's important. Um, to really consider the way things are, are framed and how that story would come across, you know, just in general. And, I mean, you know, it can, I think in cases like this, it's, you know, and I, and the thing is, is that when I was reading the comments... Which you know we might talk about. I don't know if we're getting too ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I won't talk about anything specific. But when I was reading the comments, I noticed that a lot of people who were really into this were people who were saying, "Wow, I really like the forbidden love." So I guess to me, it seems like the the biggest draw to this pairing yeah, is the fact that all it's really so, into it is that it's very taboo. And like you know, again, there's nothing wrong with exploring taboo things in literature, but like mm-hmm. I think there are plenty of different, you know, ways to explore forbidden relationships that uh, aren't this. Like, say, I don't know, a, a gay relationship at the time this story was written, maybe? <laughs> like
0: Right? Interracial relationships?
1: Yeah, interreligious relationships? Intercultural relationships? relationships? Yeah. Ooh. There are tons Think- of different rela- the, the, the The very classic... Romeo and Juliet scenario, or you know,
0: I think the appeal is also because the the tension in the story doesn't come from the characters; it comes from external forces. Yeah. So you can have a compelling romance where the characters are both very clearly into each other, but the excitement comes from external forces that want to keep them apart. Because some people just don't want conflict in their characters, and like. Mm -hmm. That's kind of an amateur approach because it really limits you a lot, but it, yeah. you can still take that and use something interesting. But with Meet the Robinsons characters, it kind of only leaves you with incest.
1: Unless, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, unless, unless, unless someone you wants actually to... get
0: legitimately creative about it, but unless no, everybody just like uh... incest.
1: If someone, unless someone wants to take a Carl Talulatzick into a darker direction, you know.
0: Oh my god, can you imagine? I'm just picturing Carl and Tallulah on the cover of Twilight, like Tallulah's against Carl's chest and they're (laughs) looking at the camera. I know what you are. What am I? You're a robot. A robot. And then Carl steps out of the shadows and he's super shiny and then Tallulah has to like step back and she's kind of blinded by it. And then there's a dark scene where Tallulah's on dark Google, because did you notice in the Twilight movie, when Bella is on Google, the background's black.
1: No, I didn't. I thought that
0: was crazy. I just remember that. I thought that was crazy. Anyway, she looks up vampire, and then that's, like, all she does. And I'm like, man, I miss when movies would have people, like, go to the library. This is so sad. Yeah, <laughs> so sad.
1: I mean, it's not, like, it's also, I mean, like, yeah,
0: no, it's... It's just kind of boring to watch people do a Google search, unless it's, like, a very interesting Google search. But she's just like by herself. Yeah. Just Googling vampires. Well,
1: if we There's if no we quiz. have her go to the the dusty old library, we can't connect with them teens. Obviously. But like
0: what if what if the librarian is a vampire? Like, oh my god, are we gonna rewrite <laughs> Twilight? Is that we're, is that what we're gonna do Alyssa? Hey, you know yeah. what?
1: I'd be down. And and like, like you know, to be honest to be okay. honest, like, again, uh uh to to again to show my point about like concept not necessarily being bad, you know, the concept yeah. of a human falling in love with a vampire is, you know, not a bad concept. Uh in fact the idea of humans falling in love with non human creatures is a thing that has been with us literally forever. Like yeah, I mean, I look mean at how literally. well the shape
0: of water did in the box office, am I right?
1: Yeah, and like I think um, you know, having paranormal romance or romance that involves, you know, non-human creatures, um, is a really interesting thing that can kind of investigate, you know, a lot of really interesting questions, and, um, I mean, you know, and, and, like, it can have a lot of different implications, you know?
0: With time travel and time travel paradoxes is interesting, uh, yeah, I'm I mean, legitimately like, tired of accidental incest, which is basically what the entire time says genre is because, uh, yeah. from Lewis's perspective, they met as friends. So it's like, oh, well, you know, they could have been friends. It's like yeah. else, but nobody.
1: Yeah, no, but like.
0: Stop. I mean,
1: like, just the idea I don't of know, Robert... the, the whole
0: incest thing is really common, I find. There was uh, yeah. the, the, this Ghibli movie that did it. Uh, mm-hmm. on Poppy Hill, I think, where these two friends they start to get closer and closer, and the the main character they're they're straight, so the girl is really into the guy, and then mm-hmm. she starts learning about her family history, and then she gets really and then they start to get serious, and then she's like, "Oh shit, we're siblings, man, or' like they're cousins or something, oh, and then no. they're both like super uncomfortable, and then at the last minute, it's like, "Oh wait, you're not related." And then they're like, "Oh, okay, <sighs> cool.
1: And it's like, what? Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, um, yeah, like, I and, like, the thing about sci-fi and fantasy and these kind of genres, or speculative fiction, I think is the technical umbrella term, is that, like, Mm -hmm. there are so many different ways that you can sort of create, like, metaphors or sort of use the genre to your advantage to sort of explore taboo slash, um, Un- like, un- like, uh forbidden relationships in ways that are really interesting and unique, and they don't need to rely on incest as like a a way to make that happen. I think a lot of people yeah, I mean, like.
2: I think a lot of yeah, people I mean, lean like, on like, incest like,
1: like, oh, be- because it's it's um it's such an easy taboo. I e, like most yeah. cultures across the world and most people who'd be watching whatever or reading whatever will probably have an immediate visceral oh no reaction to that. So yeah.
0: this brings up very strong emotions in people and yeah. that kind of shock value is very appealing to a lot of people, especially if you're aiming for like an edgy sense of humor. Yeah. Like, edgy dark tension or whatever. Which is it's just kind of cheap if you don't if you don't take that idea farther. If you just stay at this superficial cliche Mm-hmm. You're not really putting any effort into it, and it's just boring. Yeah. And anyways, so like like we always say, any idea can be made better. Like, no idea is inherently bad, but no. it's all about framing and all about, like, all the details. Yeah. And nothing is really off the table, so long as you put it in a thoughtful context, you yeah. know? Mm. and that's the main that's the main decider on a story really it's like the tone and the ideas and the the stuff it's all about the stuff and it's kind of kind of tragic because this author's like clearly very ambitious with their story and they put in so much effort and I actually see a lot of potential for it to be a good story especially since they really did go out of their way to have. Theme, which is nice, see? Yeah. Except the theme is trying to validate incest, so we have to sit back in our seats and be really sad about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Loving Backwards in the sense that, like, man, oh, we gotta cover that one. Oh, we do. (laughs) We're not gonna not review that one. No. And it's so sad because it's like, and I think this is kind of the same case, although I feel like this one is a little less of a tragedy because the writing is honestly not the greatest. And yeah, but like I, the author does is definitely thinking about a lot of stuff and yeah, yeah. with maybe some more work, you know, and if, if it was in service of a subject matter or a story that was a little bit more compelling and not so gross, then like maybe it would be good. Yeah. Or at least passable, think, but uh, not yeah, today, Satan. Indeed.
0: Not today, Satan. I think I think the ending really made it way worse than it could have been. Oh, yeah. We forgot yep. to cover that in our oh, summary. Oh, yes. So, so, Wilbur wakes up in the hospital. Uh, like I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, he
1: was in a coma for a while. We just love putting Wilbur in he basically coma. Basically, we say,
0: "Stalks him." Oh, it's, it's. No one thinks it's weird because he's his parent, but yeah. like it's weird guys it's it weird, weird. But anyway his parents were like freaking out about their son being in a coma and mm-hmm. also they're getting a divorce so that's like very stressful for franny i think neil is just kind of like numb so i don't yeah. i don't really care how he feels honestly but <laughs> franny is like very distraught and wilbur's like super mean to her when he's
1: like oh, oh yeah yeah i was like Wilbur, <laughs> like what like I don't, I don't like. Are, what he
0: really just yo yos. At first, he's like he, he does. He's like, oh, how could how could he do that? Like, at one, one. Fran says that they're getting a divorce. Wilbur's like, how could he do that? How could he abandon? You then know, he pauses. Us like this, and then yeah. Fran is like, no, Neil kind of has the right to leave me. I kind of cheated throughout her whole marriage, yeah. and then. And then Wilbur's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you cheated on on dad to the point where he's not my dad. How could yeah. you do that to me? You're yeah, horrible. He's just, he's
2: just laying Fran
0: into everyone. And has, has no defense because she feels so guilty, so she leaves the room sobbing. Oh,
1: my God. Uh, yep. And then eventually, yep. um, when, they're, when they've reunited, um... You know they, uh, Cornelius and Wilbur talk and oh, uh, let me scroll down the page here. So I, I'm at the yeah, because uh,
2: the
0: doctors are like, oh, you got the all clear. We don't think you're suicidal anymore because Wilbur's been in the hospital for a really long time. time skip, Yes. And then yeah. ultimately Wilbur gets to choose where he lives, and Wilbur's like, I, I want to stay with my staff, but to yeah. Neil, he's like, I want to make it clear, I'm still mad at you, but I don't yeah. want to leave my house. And then everybody's yep. like, yeah, that's, this makes sense. Um, and then, and then, yeah, Carl greets him with that stupid line. And yes. Wilbur feels kind of comforted because he's getting special treatment because of the whole suicide attempt thing. Yep. And then Neil and Wilbur have a little chat.
1: They do. And basically mm-hmm. he kind of badgers... Uh... Uh, Neil to ask him why he erased his memories. Um, And um, and then he um, uh, Neil says, like, I I did it because I, you know, wanted what was best for you. And then he's like, I never wanted you as a son. And it's like, oh, God. uh, Like, what
0: kind of line is that? Oh, boy. And that's, like, the most romantic thing that comes out of his mouth
1: yeah and then he basically is like uh and then they uh then uh 30 40 something year old uh um I, I mean honestly i think if if wilbur's still 21 then and neil's gotta be like in his late 40s early 50s right
0: yeah neil's well in the canon he's 27 when wilbur's born if he's 42 when wilbur's 13 no he's 29 so he's like 48 here
1: yeah so then 48 year old neil and 21 year old wilbur get together he's 51
0: actually if wilbur's 21 oh shit he's he's like 50
1: something 51 year old wilbur i mean 51 year old uh neil gets involved with with 21 year old uh wilbur and uh, anyway, the lesson
0: is that we're bad with math, but this is bad.
1: Yes, this is this is uh, what we in the industry call a yikes moment. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those like
0: it's the fake is trying so hard to do one of those things where people are in the middle of a deep conversation, and then some what, either party interrupts the conversation by making out with the other and the other's surprised. but they they really want this kiss. So they reciprocate the kiss, followed by yeah. them making out, followed by maybe them sleeping together. And yeah. this is, this is how this fic does it, and I quote. Cornelius <clears throat> gave a small groan. Fuck this, he growled, and Ray pulled closer. Their lips met again, their so T-H-E-R-E, more desperately than before. It wasn't enough for either of them, and their lips clashed almost violently as they attempted to reacquaint themselves with the other self.
1: Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, oh God. God. Make it stop. Uh, and
0: that's basically the summary. Yeah.
1: That's basically
0: the whole story.
1: Yep. Uh, and, summary. man, is this not the happy ending I want for anyone. Uh, it's just, it's it's so weird to me, because it's like, obviously this whole, oh, yeah, Fran was dating Neil, someone else on the side, so and then Wilbur's not actually, like... Um, Wilbur Neil's not actually Wilbur's dad is totally just in there just so that it can justify why it's okay that they get together at the end,
0: but like, yeah, there's it removes any potential depth because I kind of liked the fact that once we got to the future/present, that mm-hmm. like Neil had made an effort to make his marriage work and Lady yeah. Wilbur and stuff, and like, I thought that maybe wake-up call for the both of them and Wilbur was also dating someone else and like, yeah. Ooh, and then like, the marriage is so bad that Fran is having an affair, so like like, maybe stuff would come out in the open and stuff, no that's not yeah. the thick that's not where the thick went no. um, the, and the also... end dialogue is also just like it's trying so hard to be clever and it's like, do you even know what you're writing?
2: so Wilbur's yeah. like
0: so, Wilbur asked sheepishly, what now? Lewis grinned. That is an excellent question. And then like the credits roll. But yeah. also notice how the, the fix started to call Cornelius Lewis because it's like, oh, Wilbur's reacquainting himself with a lover. Yeah. But um, it's kind of like a, bu- it almost feels like a bizarre attempt to kind of erase the huge age gap. And since it's
1: yeah and he just
0: raised
1: him. yeah anyway, and like yeah and even bad. if even if um you know even if like you know he was raising like yeah like the fact that he was raised socialized to see this guy as his father makes this like it doesn't make it okay just because they're not genetically related so it's just like uh yeah neither
0: of them knew that wilbur Neil's yeah biological uh, son, Wilbur, was born thinking that Cornelius was his father, and Cornelius the whole time thought he was Wilbur's father, and yeah. everyone went along with it. It wasn't even the they didn't know. Just yeah. Oh,
1: it's yeah. Just it's just such just a bizarre
0: like... way to justify. Yeah, incense.
1: yeah. And then it, it it with this ending, it it kind of makes me think that the whole story. That some of the plot points and the choices were just literally made just so that we can have this ending, you know? Yeah, but I it mean, it like feels I guess
0: super forced and arbitrary, and yeah, just it doesn't feel natural. It feels super creepy, but all these people are like so invested in this relationship that they have to like force it to make it happen.
1: And that's yeah. Possible. Which is which doesn't make for a very compelling story and it just kinda makes sucks all the fun out of it, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah. It's yeah just like, you okay. know
0: do you guys know that gif of the guy who comes up behind the soccer moms and he, he's very muscular, so he unfolds the camping chair by just flicking it.
2: And oh then he yeah. Sits yeah. Down. Yes. So this
0: is that is me, as I'm about to tell you that I try to
1: laugh on the story. You tried what?
0: So, I did I did some math on this story. Oh boy! I did math for you.
1: Oh anyway, man. So here are some
0: statistics. So the total amount of words is sixteen thousand, and the total amount of chapters is five.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: total amount of reviews is twenty-seven. And then average per chapter is twenty-five point four reviews per chapter.
2: Mm-hmm. Total amount
0: of pages is two hundred and twelve.
2: Oh man!
0: Um, we already know it's published in May seventh. It's two thousand eight and then um, it was July fifteenth.
1: I believe Sorry? I believe it was originally published in well, Fidelity was originally oh. published July fourteenth, two thousand eight, but Addiction was originally published earlier. It was published August twentieth,
0: two thousand seven. Oh. Maybe I wrote when it was updated then. Anyway. Yeah. So it was published late summer two thousand eight. And now for the big ones. I counted every euphemism in the the thick i i can't I can't say for sure that I got each one, but mm-hmm. here are the major ones, so I titled this bad euphemisms that makes the author sound like a cranky elderly sixties, <laughs> so the author mentions quote unquote inventor eleven times the blonde oh a whopping seventy nine times holy shit the quote raven haired boy seventeen times. <laughs> Youth, five times, (laughs) the boy, 12 times, teen, five times, and all those together make for a total of 129 times. And then the total word count devoted to euphemisms, originally I calculated and it said 0.69, and I like that, 0.6996%, that was nice. But then I forgot that they also used the word teen a lot, so I had to recalculate. And mm-hmm. it's 0.77 of the Darn entire it. fake is devoted to like shitty euphemisms. Oh my and then, God. That's right. This author uses a lot of adverbs. So it's even worse. Uh, <laughs> this was painstaking to count. I command found L Y because I put the text together in a word document and then I did command right. find. And then I had to eliminate a lot of words: Family, actually, only, probably, and really. Mm -hmm. but then so approximately that gives us 514 adverbs in the entire fic
1: holy shit so
0: that means that literally three percent of the entire word count is an adverb jesus christ and that that was math i mean just to be clear normally you can't Quantify the quality of a fic by like counting words and stuff. Like yeah. that will make you go crazy. But it's... the general rule is to not overuse adverbs and not and not think that referring to characters as the blonde or the raven hair or whatever makes yeah. it sound more sophisticated. Actually, it's very distracting and
1: it is horrible yeah, don't do and that.
0: unnecessary and wordy and nope. <laughs> Anyway, both these things make your fic flow really bad, and it's very... awkward.
1: Yes. And it's...
0: the fact that 3% of the whole fic is just adverbs is just me trying to show how bad this particular fic is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. Nope, I agree. There really isn't yep. much of a saving grace in this fic, to be honest. Um uh unfortunately there
0: there are like a couple phrases that i thought were like good prose none of Mm -hmm. them were breathtaking no but like for the most part the dialogue seems fine some of them are exceptionally awful but some of them are pretty good Mm -hmm. i like i like that the dialogue tends to like just like skip over a lot of preamble like when lewis catches wilbur the first thing he says is hello wilbur how long? Like, it's kind of, it's almost funny at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, and, and then I did like, in chapter four, when she uh, was preparing to prepare, to propose to Franny, there's like some decent prose or, where it says, Wilbur remained utterly silent and his heart stopped as Lewis spun around in his chair, and Wilbur caught sight of a small black velvet box. Ah, a velvet box sitting on the desk. It's time, said Lewis. And that that was kind of nice and dramatic. I like that.
1: Yeah. That was Yeah, we had some 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 nice show don't tell, you know. And um it's it is pretty and the framing is pretty dramatic too. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yes, it's like
0: the right kind of drama. I'm like, Ooh, I can get into this and then soon after I'm like, No,
1: I can't No. (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what? Any any standouts for you, prose wise?
1: Uh, the only, unfortunately, the only lines I really copied were ones that I thought were transcendentally awful. Like, like the whole how 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 will how uh how Carl uh, greets Wilbur, and everything. Oh Um, my god, that line was eternally amazing. The
0: first thing. That's absolutely the first thing when I wake up from a coma from my suicide attempt. Like, <laughs> what would what would happen if you died and I'd been all alone?
1: Yeah, right. Like that's so, that's exactly not how, how are you? Yeah, yeah. right. It's mm-hmm. like how
0: dare you leave me alone? Although a lot of people do that. Like it can be made in like a nice dramatic way. Yeah, but like you, you can never play that straight because that would sound bad. But like you could, no. you could be like ironic about it, whereas like yeah. you are joking about it. Yeah, but I think that's kind of overplayed too. It's like oh, risk yeah. your life to do this. Like how dare you? You could have, you could have died and left me alone with the kids.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I'm bored anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's There's... it's just like. Um, so yeah, I didn't really- I don't know if there was many lines that I thought were, like, particularly good. Um, I I think- oh, excuse me. I think overall, like, I would say probably the- like, I don't know. I mean, the- the, this fic was fun for me to read, if only because it was just so over- over the top and kind of, like, you know, it was a good hate read, as you said. Um, but yeah, it's also it's, it's also definitely quality uh, it's also definitely um not great <laughs> uh, for lots of different reasons, and I think that um you know um I think it's one of those shining examples of like what am I trying to say? Hold on, let me try and regather my thoughts a little bit. I believe in you. Um, okay, so I'm looking through my notes again for my overall stuff. So overall, prose is very bad, extremely country, uh, clunky. Um, obviously, the premise of the incestuous relationship as a romance is kind of, yikes. Um, and um, as someone who's, you know, it, it's just um, it it kind of mark it. The fact that it's played so straight and without any kind of self-awareness or irony is a big mark against it. Um, Wilbur is really out of character, and his sort of suicidal tendencies slash his depression aren't really motivated in a way that makes sense. Um... Also, I still I don't know if we really touched on this very much, but I absolutely love the fact that both Wilbur and Lewis have emo hair. <laughs> like, like of all the things. Oh my to god!
0: Like... Yeah, that's the whole thing. Because yeah. we did talk. That, we definitely talked about this a lot of the incest episodes.
1: Yes, we did. But
0: you know, just in case you cut it out, also because it's not super relevant. But for some reason, this often wants Lewis to have long hair. Which doesn't make sense, no. and considering his hair is standing up, if he grows his hair out, his hair is gonna flop down, but it's still gonna be very voluptuous at the roots. So it's like
2: to yeah. look
0: like, oh my god, what's the character I'm picturing? Like he's got green skin, and he's like a Cartoon Network character. Okay. I think he's from the Powerpuff Girls. One of like the evil band members. Oh! He just got, oh. like, a is he the guy?
1: The guy who who did a crossover with gorillas? That guy? Oh, maybe Ace. But I think I his name is. What? It's. Been, I What's think his name? his name is Ace. I don't know if that's if that's oh. accurate though. Oh my god, that might
0: be his name. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna, I. I I'm look I,
1: it up. Guys. My my Powerpuff Girls uh knowledge is <laughs> kind of scant, but I think that's who you're talking about. But yeah, like, his hair would definitely not be, like, emo hair. Not unless he, like, put a lot of product in it to make it look that way. And Lewis does not strike me as the kind of guy who would do something... Who would, like, prep his hair that much. You know? like Yeah,
0: he... He he doesn't care about his... Ha- oh my god, it is that guy. You're oh my god, man. I got
1: it right. So far, that's,
0: that's I'm picturing Lewis's hair looking if he grows it out. Because, like, if your mm-hmm. hair stands on end when it's, like, quote-unquote short, which actually... If you look at Lewis's hair, it's not very short. It's, like, the length from his forehead to his nose about. Yep. Like, even longer than that. It's, like, it's like his whole head all But I think the joke is that, like, he doesn't cut his hair, blah, blah. But if he grows out even longer than that, it's probably going to get all poofy. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at weird Powerpuff Girls, art. There's one of Ace with, like, hard eyes for buttercup who has long hair and looks all mature <laughs> oh my god A's falling for buttercup by perfect perfect with you perfect princess girl <sighs> and deviant art so oh shout my god the perfect princess girl and deviant art <laughs> great uh anyway yeah i think the, the fandom is really really fixated on certain things yeah um, one of which is making Cornelius into a rock star because they all really want him to play a musical instrument and yeah. sing for some reason. I don't get it. It's very out of yeah. character. The only times it was in character is when Demiri did it in their fic where Cornelius is just like humming show tunes to himself. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. But like they, they want him to have actual musical ability and like, like. The same music that they like, I'm assuming, because a lot of them are really into Paramore and Green Day and stuff. So I don't yeah. get it. Because it, it's so. Yeah, it's like that. It's aesthetic a character it really that it like. kind of takes away from his character. Yeah, it is very. It's like they can only appreciate his character if they change literally everything. Which yeah. is a pattern that we see in. just over and over again.
1: Exactly. And then.
0: Did you, okay. Did you have anything else to mention about his hair? Their uh, hair?
1: no other than I think it's kind of weird and a little all right. <laughs> um, yeah, because
0: like, Wilbur copies Neil's hair, and he makes the effort to get rid of his cowlick in the process. And yeah, it's, it's internal screaming. Basically, it's so
1: weird to me because, like, their hair and the way their hair is shaped is such a big part of how they're how they would. Th- Appear to to the audience, and so it's just such a weird. You would think that their that change in the hair would be more significant than just I like this aesthetic, but it seems like the change to their haircuts is literally just I like this aesthetic and nothing else. Yeah, and I think part of
0: it, I think part of it is that they realize how cartoony the character's hair is. So in changing their hair, they're trying to impart some kind of realism, but. I yeah. really don't see X character who clearly doesn't care about group, more than basic hygiene. Anything beyond basic hygiene, he doesn't really care about fashion or appearances or being very qualified. So it's yeah. very unrealistic to have this character be like, actually, I want to stubbornly grow out my hair, even though my girlfriend and... Every family member I meet tell me to cut my hair, I'm gonna stubbornly keep it long. Yeah. For the aesthetic. Okay. If if you were to tell yep. me that Cornelius grew his hair out because he was trapped on a desert island or because he was like so invested in invention that he didn't like leave the basement and he like barely ate and slept, that would yeah. make sense. But barring that it's like you're just forcing it, and it's not doing anything for the story.
1: No, it's it's really not.
0: Ooh, okay. I want to know your thoughts on sure. this other scene. The very beginning of jealousy begins with a flashback, where Wilbur told his mother to piss off when she yes. asked to borrow Carl.
1: Thoughts, oh yeah, feelings. That was really weird <laughs> when I read that. I was like, I was like isn't he five? Like, what? <laughs> like I can imagine. I guess I can see him maybe throwing a, t- a temper tantrum, but, like, telling his mom to fuck off seems a little uh, weird for a five-year-old to be doing. Especially since I don't Especially imagine since,
2: that. Like, who's
0: cursing around Wilbur? Yeah, you know?
1: exactly. Like, I don't Everyone's feel so like the Robinsons are the type of family that the who, swearing up and down the hallways <laughs> yeah know? i could
0: imagine wilbur seeing an action movie and they they swear in it and wilbur is like fuck you but he doesn't mean it he just wants to cry the word out cause, yeah. and then he's like oh yeah. that feels tingly <laughs> i didn't mean yeah. that but it feels tingly like i can picture that but like oh it's so weird yeah he it, says, is, it is oh.
1: very weird
0: When Franny would would ask to borrow Carl for help with dinner, Wilbur would crudely tell his mother to piss off and stick it where the sun don't shine, using a few choice words that had him grounded for a month.
1: Yeah. It's a very weird thing.
0: It's clearly... The chapter's called Jealousy, and the, Mm -hmm. the, the story segues into saying that Wilbur's jealousy is like An unstoppable force that Wilbur has to keep under control.
2: Yeah. And
0: that's very wrong to portray emotions as if they're things that are completely out of your control. Yeah. And not things that you should actually be accountable for. Uh, Yeah. I think the thick was trying to say that, like, the thick was trying to be quirky and dark with Wilbur's Personality and his flaws, I guess. It's not working.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree with you on that one.
0: Especially since the the fic is clearly trying to be, like, very serious about it, but in, like, a slightly sarcastic way, and it's like, that's not what I'm getting. Yep. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, okay, also. Another thing I noticed is yep. that in the, in the, there's, officially there's no sex scenes in the story, but, like, no. we get so close that there may as well be. Right. Um, whenever they're whenever Lewis and Wilbur are making out, the author loves to point out that Lewis whimpers a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yup. Like, a lot. And I'm like, are you okay, Lewis? Yeah, do it's do you need, like, you what need are an ibuprofen? Do you need do you need some like headache medication? Do you need some pain medication? Do you need a break? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like it's always him like crying out, whimpering, some other symptoms. Yeah. I don't
1: know. know. It's... it's
0: like the author the author kind of enjoys that a little too much.
1: Yeah, it it really, it's just kind of, kind of, like, okay. (laughs) Very weird.
0: Yeah. Yep. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I don't get it either. Um,
0: Anything else stand out to you beyond what we've already said?
1: Uh, Let's see. (sighs) Sorry, I'm looking at the... Oh, yeah! Uh, I'm looking at some of the things, and I love I love the, uh... <laughs> I love this. I love this thing I wrote in my notes. The feelings that I've developed for Wilbur over the course of their trip to the future had been so much more than an immature crush. That's, like, a quote from the fic. And then I say, sir, you were 12? <laughs> I know, right? Uh... Yeah. I also wrote hashtag Franny Deserves Better, which she really does in, in most fics. <laughs> um
0: Right. And they say in, in this fic when uh when Neil is debating bailing on Franny uh mm-hmm. for their date, it says while he would have Franny when it was all said and done, Wilbur would have dot 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 no one. Also this author uses a lot of ellipses. Like yep,
1: wallet. that's very true. Oh, also one thing I wanted to mention that I think we haven't talked about yet is that I thought that the whole amnesia thing, like the like them, for, uh, having that was Lewis, cheesy. It was kind of cheesy, and it also gave Wilbur like no agency to as a character. Like he had his yeah, memories forcibly taken away. it's super
0: creepy because
1: yeah, because
0: now Neil has like all the power, and yes. Wilbur is just kind of at the mercy of of this Angst that he's been holding on to for six months that he doesn't even know why. Just like Wilbur did not get the chance to grow as a character because Neil erased his memory. It's oh so bad,
1: yeah, it really is. It's just like, all right, man, (sighs) hmm. But I think that's about it for for what I have to say. Specifically, I mean,
0: oh, I just found a pretty decent piece of dialogue. Uh, Lewis is talking about how horrible it would be if they got together, and Wilbur interrupts him. He's like, "Don't forget a moral." <laughs> Flatly, brown eyes quickly losing their spark. I was getting um, there, thanks, said Lewis. And this line would work a if it were not for the incest, and b. It weren't for, like, the immense amount of typos because this author confuses homophones a lot. So they wrote mm. loosing their spark and then <sighs> there is the possess- possessive there. Mm. And then then is always the wrong then.
1: Oh. It's, like, Not great. really
0: distracting typos. It's bad. Mm. It's bad.
1: Yeah, that's also... Gotta make sure you proofread your fix, people.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I always draw the line at at when it starts to become really confusing. Oh, also, okay, super iconic, probably my favorite line. Not because it's good, but because it's just unbelievably funny. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, uh okay, I found it. So yeah, this is when uh, when Wilbur starts to date his GF because apparently Wilbur has a girlfriend and I feel like it comes out of nowhere, but he's been dating this girl for a months. So this mm. is normal for everyone. That's the reader basically. And, yeah. Uh and then oh but yeah, Cornelius doesn't know this. Uh Freddie's Freddie's like, oh, you're seeing this Olivia a lot. I guess you really like her. And then Wilbur's too mad at Cornelius to really say anything, so he's like, yeah. And then um, Cornelius isn't home enough to know who Olivia is, so he's just like, you're seeing someone, Cornelius said slowly, eyes flashing with dot, 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 something. Oh, man. And then when Wilbur comes home early, because the date obviously didn't go well, um, he goes, he goes, did things not go so well with Olivia? And anyway, whenever I read that line, I just picture him, like, smiling internally. It's really
1: horrible. Oh, man, yeah. I agree.
0: The way, the way Cornelius acts around Olivia is really creepy. Like, he makes it very clear he doesn't like her. And it's, like, a bizarre rivalry. mm participating yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah it's like it is very weird <laughs> and
0: okay i do have one last thing because it was a good sure. piece of dialogue because i feel like i feel like the stick does make an effort to think about franny the bar is very low, but the stick at least makes an effort to think about franny and her like existence
2: yeah her
0: loveless marriage because in all of these six, it's always like a loveless marriage. Because we want the love between, um, me yeah, and Wilbur to be true.
1: She does, uh, um, want to, um. Yeah, I think I think that the author does at least like. Doesn't does he, like I feel like in a lot of at least some of the 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 Times-S stuff that I've read, it's always been like. Like, either Franny is just not present at all, or she's villainized in some way. Um, but in this fic, they kind of... They do kind of give her at least some sympathy, you know? Like, the way... The, the actions she takes are kind of sympathetic, right? Because, like, you know...
2: Yeah. Or, or at she, least she's, she she's agency, sort of trying to justify what she
1: does.
0: She has her own motivations and her own
1: Mm.
0: arguably complex inner world separate from Neil and Wilbur, which is, like, groundbreaking for this fandom, because at best, in an incest fake, Cornelius will make an effort to fall in love with Franny, and then Mm. he'll move on from Wilbur, and Wilbur hopefully move on, but most fics have him just be depressed and sad if they don't get together at the end. And anyway, so this line... I feel like this kind of just is the cute little reflection of her character. So Wilbur comes into the kitchen. He's like, why are you making breakfast? And mm-hmm. then Fran's like, are you implying I can't cook, Wilbur? Franny said teasingly. And then later, uh, Cornelius is like, oh, what's that smell. And then Fran's like, that would be my cooking. Much to Wilbur's surprise, Franny called out amusedly. So number one, mm-hmm. this is an example of how badly this author leans on adverbs. Ew. Yeah. Use a lot of really bad adverbs on top of using too many adverbs. They're like concernedly, worriedly, like they're turning words into adverbs for no reason. Anyway, but on the other hand, I really like that this shows Franny's sense of humor and maybe the idea that they're not used to seeing Franny cook. So, you know. Yeah. You know what they say about diamonds in the rough? <laughs> Very much in the rough. Yep. I'm just skimming through my notes so here's another fun quote this sure. is bad and possibly triggering but at this point hopefully you just aren't listening if that's very sensitive to you Wilbur has to head it to himself killing himself in the room where him spend every night together the perfect ending to a perfectly shitty life
1: oh my god it's like, <laughs> I forgot about that
0: that was bad. Uh, ooh, I just realized, I wonder if Minnie is a reference to Freddie's canonical middle name, but I don't think it is, because they probably would have included it in her actual middle name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... I guess I, I I think we've said all that needs to be said. It's just a bad fic.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: It's it it was entertaining for what it was worth, but it was like morally and artistically blasphemous. Like a stain on humanity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. It's it's really you know, it's just kind of a little pretty, uh, it's just pretty, um, sad and kind of it just, it's just kind of a bad story It doesn't really do Ooh, anything. Wait, did we want
0: to talk about how how Wilbur seems to fake, liking girls?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the other thing I. That's actually something I did want to talk about a little bit, too, is sort of the intersection of this fic between, like, time-cest and, or incest and homophobia. Because I can't tell you how many comments, I mean, there wasn't, like, that many, but there were a, a non, there were a non-zero amount of comments that were saying things like, I don't really like reading Slash, but this one was pretty good. And, I don't know, there's sort of this implication that they don't, like, not, I mean, I don't know.
0: Wait, which review are you talking about?
1: Um, there were several. Uh, actually,
0: never mind. That I got confused because cause I I remember uh which one she was like a they were like a big author, but they they didn't say that. They they said something else. They said how much they hated uh Franny with Goob. and I'm like, okay, I relate to that one. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's that's also like pretty woof. Um,
0: Ooh, jake nick nickleby wrote an, a review like
1: i noticed that oh,
0: they said wow this was well thought out good job with filling in all those plot holes that would have been too difficult to do there aren't a lot of plot holes let's be real it's a very simple concept that they kind of made worse it rolled yeah. off quite smoothly Yikes! it's very generous yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, homophobic comments.
1: Yeah, so um like when I um so okay, I'm on one page of of the things for addiction and here's two of the two of them. It's I don't usually like slash stories, but this was adorable. And there's also one that says um um I'm not a huge fan of slash when I find a good story uh, okay this is probably the best story I've ever read regardless of it being slash so mm, there's some there's some implications there about like why don't you like reading yeah, slash they,
0: huh they really never mention how much they don't like incest
2: do they
1: No that's oh that's boy. the that's the kicker right it's like why you know they're okay with the incest, like so. It's like that. Like I made a meme and I sent it to Irene and I can't show you guys because this is not a visual medium. But I basically edited. it. There's that one community meme where it's like I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at animal cruelty. And so I basically I made I edited the meme to say I can excuse incest, but I draw the line at gay people. <laughs> and that's basically how I feel reading some of these some of these uh, comments. Is that it's that's funny kind of the mood. to imagine.
0: Yeah, it's it's really basically this exact philosophy. It's like, um, well, we don't care about this actual marginalized group, but this yeah. creepy ship is like my jam.
1: Yep, and it's it's just kind of it's just kind of sad. Um, let's see. Uh, um, I took notes on the comments, but like, uh, some of my thoughts on comments were. Seems like what the forbidden aspect is what people like rather than the chemistry. Saw the word lemon got Vietnam flashbacks. What? Someone um someone used the word lemon in their comment. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, Oh boy. Don't bring please don't bring me back to that. Also, one of the comments is just L O L Wilbur just wants some lovin'. I'm <laughs> just like I mean, I oh. guess you're not wrong. But also, and when you put it like really that. There really isn't a lot
0: of chemistry. Wilbur is naming things that he likes about Lewis, and it's that he's an inventor, that he's hot. Yeah. That he's smart. Uh,
1: there isn't really a lot of, like, there is really a lot of stuff. When,
0: when, when Neil does the same for Wilbur, he's like, Wilbur looks amazing. He's like, buff, but not too buff. It's like a perfect. You know, it's that perfect Goldilocks for Lewis the standards. You know? <laughs> no, no mention of, like, personality or emotions yep.
1: or yeah. anything. Nope. At all. I don't. Also, I-, I love this one comment that says, I guess, uh, but the memory eraser, somehow it reminded me of Men in Black. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Did it? Did it remind you of Men in Black? I, I find it very why. interesting. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like, that item was ripped wholesale from Men and Black, but you know. Also, I found yet another one. This is three, um, so far. But it's from Vixen Shadow. She has one of her one of her characters oh, who reviews
0: iconic.
1: Says Chris, you know, most people wouldn't see me here wouldn't see me here reviewing on Slash, but we've been reading this for a while. Uh, just never had anything to say before, Black. and I'm just like. <sighs> oh. <sighs>
0: oh boy
1: it's just it's just it just breaks my heart every time it's like guys how do we how are we how are we this meme how are we i can excuse incest but i draw a line at, at gay all turning like, into
0: gillian jacob's character and her whole character is that she pretends to believe in causes but she actually doesn't really care yeah and uh, it's
1: just like just the sadness
0: Yeah, and when Wilbur talks about the girls that he's dated, he's like, he's a chick man. Yeah. Also, later the chick reveals that he has no friends, so that's a bit weird. But describing how people would describe him, picturing him, Wilbur Robinson, the father of their future children, Wilbur Robinson is the devoted, loving husband. He went on a handful of dates with the not so scary stalker girls, fun, but it was just to avoid suspicion. After all, what kind of healthy teenage boy ignored the flirtations of an attractive female? Yeah, and yeah, like that's weird. It that's is just a weird, weird way of describing it. Yeah, come on, just say he doesn't like girls or he doesn't like people who aren't Lewis. But this this person just went above and beyond for no reason. They,
1: they really did. Also, there's also there's someone who's like in the comments who said like. Uh also I was commenting like why do people think this is in character for either of them to be doing this? I don't get it. Uh the most recent comment was in twenty twenty nineteen, so yay oh for indeed. that. Uh but it gets worse if we go to uh fidelity for a moment. Um so the comments on fidelity uh Oh, um, one of them, one of them said, one of them, Sia, Sios, Chaosu Chaosu, I think? I don't know. Ooh. How does the relationship even work out? I was just like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> How does it work out? Uh, I, I think the author know.
0: assumes that you've read a lot of incest fic, because I think, I think that's why they're kind of like skipping over some stuff. Mm -hmm. Because they hit a lot of the same milestones that I've seen in other fix. It's like uh, Wilbur and Lewis first admit they love each other, then Mm -hmm. they kiss. So like the seal is broken. They kind of get over the yeah. Go at also um... the sexual thing, and it's never like emotional. And Mm -hmm. then then they then they get old enough where they have to start worrying about Franny. And then yeah. it gets to a point where there's a conflict between Lewis and Wilbur because Lewis inevitably have to has to choose Franny and Wilbur's angsty about it and then the end of the fake is always Wilbur talking to Cornelius about it. Yeah. And Cornelius is either like, Yeah, that was a fun time in my twenties Or it's like, Oh yeah, that's bad for you, Wilbur Or it's like, Oh, actually I'm gonna abandon Franny for you. Like this is kind of the basic formula. That the fake is kind of like gliding through, assuming you've already read
1: yeah, other stuff. Um, also, Mrs. Wilbur Robinson is out here with comments like, Oh, god, wow, even though I'm totally against incest and slash, yeah, that's and the comment and I was together. talking about earlier. What sorry, that's the comment
0: I was talking about earlier. Mrs. Wilbur Robinson makes a lot of decent stories,
1: so I yeah. think her
0: review makes. Sense, it does <laughs> given her writing ability because it's not the greatest but it's not the worst so yeah. i felt like it kind of just matched uh, the writer's vibe yeah it does pretty definitely. well actually
1: also uh crystal karos guy another commenter um is Ooh. like though the ending scene seemed a bit rushed and a little off maybe just because of the age difference and i'm like
0: oh my god at least, at least someone's it, right? calling them
1: out maybe
0: wow that's a double whammy they <laughs> said that the pacing was bad and the age gap was weird we al- we almost got there um, also, and then
1: also they said fun- <laughs> yeah so it seems on. like it sounds like to me that crystal carol sky was overall fairly uncomfortable they still kind of give it a a positive review they're like love it oddly enough but i don't know i'm kind of imagining this comment being like kind of like uh just like yeah i'm trying to be positive just for the sake of the author <laughs> and not necessarily yeah, if, because you, they actually if you really haven't read
0: them. anything by crystal carol sky um uh, the number one things to know about them is that they i think they vocally talked about how much they wish cornelius was married to them and then at one point they were like you know what it it could even be a threesome, you know? You know, if Brandy yeah. was down, right? It could be a threesome. <laughs> and then they oh, they also said, Lewis is underage, so he's off limits. And I'm like, how old is this person?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. But Cornelius,
0: ooh. And I'm like, and then, so on d and Art they made a wallpaper. This was back when that was super popular. They made a wallpaper, Cornelius, where they pasted several different pictures of him in the same wallpaper. Oh I don't God. get the appeal of this at all. It's like, why would you want to look at a bunch of clones with the same person? Yeah. It's just kind of like, I don't get it. Anyway, and their fics tend to be really dark. So I think the dark part of this fake appeals to them. And they, they they like playing around with mature themes in a very clumsy way. Yeah. And they're just a big fan of adult Neil. And there are only a small handful of people who write a lot of adult Neil fix, and they're like the number one, yeah, person for that, in my opinion. <laughs> they're the number one adult Neil fan back in the
1: day. Yep. Sorry, I'm like reading through the comments again because I I took some journal notes, but I didn't like read through everything that was there. Oh, also shout outs to Angel Rock four four four, whose whole comment is. G- <laughs> Which like same man. <laughs> yeah, and Gustavo sorry, Gustavanka,
0: London said, Wow. Wow, 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 wow. very dreamy sigh, Asterisk. Perfect, perfect, perfect.
1: The best part about that okay. comment it was made September eighteenth of this year. we Whee! Fun. <laughs> Oh. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of shocked that this one doesn't have any flames on it. I mean, there could have been flames, but, like, the comment was deleted or something. I haven't checked this page in the Wayback Machine yet, so... Oh, hang
0: on. This comment is really funny to me. So this comment was made in 2013, which is still pretty recent. A lot of these comments, um... There are comments from 2014, 2015, 2016, and then the one from 2018. So this yes. one says, "Oh, that was so adorable! It was sweet, it was angsty, it had just the right amount of sexual tension, it made sense, and it just flowed, like silk on a rose-covered bed. And I'm oh like, how God. does silk flow on a rose-covered bed? You mean um... roses on a silk-covered bed. I don't know, I overthought their metaphor. It was just really funny. Oh, and then they end. It really... Thank you for taking the time for writing this. It made my night. Okay.
1: Oh, my God. So weird. Yeah, so I'm surprised that there's no... I mean, Uh... I've definitely read uh, incest fanfics where they did have some people roasting them. Like, this is gross, but nothing here just people being vaguely uncomfortable with the fact that it's two guys that's all <laughs> and yeah, age difference. two guys
0: who are gay but not in a way that's ethical because of yeah, incest and kind of abusive.
1: it definitely does have have kind of the um it definitely has that kind of feeling of, like, boys love or yaoi kind of stuff, where it's like, because, like, in those stories, they're typically not made by, like, actual gay people, and they uh, tend to, while they're while it is a uh, two guys in a relationship deal, a lot of times, they're not gay. Like, it's more like a situation yeah, of, it's like, not explicitly oh, gay, I just, it's
0: like, like,
1: really like this one person just this one time. It's like a fluke. Uh <laughs> yeah, I really think be... it's
0: a yaoi thing at this point because it yeah. sounds like that.
1: Yeah, so it's I bad, think I think I think bad. to some extent that kind of the way I think this author is approaching the gay aspect of this is kind of from it's kind of in that vein where it's like um the, them being two guys is sort of incidental if as it were and that it's just because like the other person is just so amazing that it sort of That they can see past the fact that it's a guy, kinda kind of vibe. Yeah. There's this really interesting
0: review in 2010 by Sahasrala, uh, who says, I've run all three of your MCR fics and I just want to thank you for making them all happy ending. I know it's really difficult for this pairing because it's so time space continuum fucked up. There has to be pretty there has to be plenty of angst with complications. At least it ends with them together instead of those tra- some tragedy straight out of Shakespeare. And I just noticed you wrote Warren will totally reading that tomorrow three. Nice <laughs> and it's it's just kind of weird, especially how they say, "Oh, it's it's not a tragedy like it's straight out of Shakespeare," and it's like it's way worse than Shakespeare. Wilbur's like flashing his wrist,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like he's his own punching bag, and. Yeah. Like this, this person, like I said, they they understand the conventions of an incest fic, and they already have a lot of preconceived expectations, mm-hmm. and they're like complimenting the author for going out of their way to make their happy ending happen. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, it's hard to work with this ship, but you made it work. And I'm like, I just don't work with the ship at all. Get off no. the ship. Swim away.
1: No, and it's it's just it's just Yeah, it it it's just kinda it's just you know, it kind of one of the problems with some people who write fanfic and you know, they'll sort of lean on audience expectations in order to fill in backfill things and it's like eh.
0: Well, this reviewer is vaguely negative, but overall they like the story, so it's not yeah. quite critical. No. They're, they say that's messed up, for lack of a better, for lack of better words. The whole suicide thing kind of threw me off, but yeah. it was very well written. I could feel the story, and that just tells me it's good. Screwed <laughs> up. but good. The whole Goop Franny thing was also weird. Yeah. But like, that's the way it gotta be, I guess. And I'm like, yeah. no it doesn't. No it doesn't. No,
1: yeah, you can totally, like, you know, um... Yeah, I mean I it's I understand why people might be a little reluctant to some degree to you know um, talk about stuff or like um or like really criticize a work
0: you mm-hmm. know.
1: And most of the people, I mean in most people who read yeah, write yeah,
0: criticism tend to usually be, comes when you kind of start to realize like how you could make it better and mm-hmm. you see that as a possibility in everything that And you don't just kind of accept everything that you're reading at face value, you know? Yeah. Instead, you could be like, oh, you could change this, and then that would change that. But, like, I think, especially when you're younger and you haven't practiced a lot of writing, not that I'm a very practiced writer, but if you make the effort to, like, analyze stories and practice writing, you start to have a completely different mindset, you know?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And, like, I think when you really, um, I think when you're, when you're, when you become more comfortable with criticism, you can see how helpful it is, and, like, you know, it's, I think, I think when you have good faith criticism, it can be very valuable for growing as a writer.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, this review stands out to me because this person actually cried. They (laughs) say, I cried so much, you have no idea. Like, my keyboard right now is sopping wet. I think you need to do more. More. too, please. Otherwise, Ugh. otherwise terrible Miss ensue.
2: too. Ruff. Honestly.
0: That was the best Lewis Wilbur fic I have ever read. And this was before Loving Backwards was published. So, honey, you've got a storm coming. <laughs> Unless they lost interest in
1: the, like, five Imagine years though. between
0: this fic and that fic. Oh,
1: boy.
0: And your addiction series was equally amazing. more. Need more more oh, more, more, more i'll do anything and it's like oh, no they're, they're done
1: this is done yeah i don't know if i ever really felt comfortable with authors who are like that i mean i know it's to some degree like most of those commenters are kind of exaggerating but it's also just kind of feels a little too much sometimes like you can just tell me you liked it that's you know <laughs> or why yeah, you liked it, it I doesn't think, necessarily need to be like this whole i think thing. sometimes
0: especially with fanfic people will get maybe too demanding for like Mm. updates or more story or whatever and they kind of don't realize how much work goes into fanfic writing and that even though they're doing it out you know love and passion they still have to spend all that work and time Mm -hmm. that could otherwise be spent on literally anything else yeah (laughs) and as you get older you just have less time for literally anything so it's that's yeah. kind of what literally always happens, like yeah,
2: real
0: the real world. Comes to me, it's like yeah, that's how it goes.
1: Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I was just um I was also looking because we were kind of talking a little bit about like sort of homophobia in this fandom, and I was looking trying to looking for a fic that I remembered seeing comments like that, and it was for um, a fic where it was Wilbur and some, like, uh, male OC, and Mm -hmm. some of the examples are, um, one commenter says, his boyfriend's brow, you don't mean he's gay, do you? (laughs) Which is like, oh my god, uh, I don't it's just like, imagine, yeah, like, if you're
0: into this ship, he kind of has to be gay, you know what I mean? Like, they go together. Oh
1: my yep. God. And it's then so there's another one that's like, I'm noticing a lot of down. reviews saying this is a slash fake. I just suggest putting a warning in your summary if that's true. Otherwise, I'm surprised you haven't gotten flamed yet. And I feel that's something so controversial, especially in a fan with younger members. People have a right to be warned. Thank you.
0: Jeez. I think... I think that also plays into Woof. the appeal of it being a forbidden love. That mm. it was such a homophobic era. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. that's part of it. Like if they were actually just boyfriends, that would have been even But the incest is like an acknowledgement that yes is wrong.
1: Yeah. It's very wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, I also, ah, I also me. love this one, it's like I don't get it. This story seems cute if you're trying to understand it, but it's a little confusing. <laughs> I haven't right? it in... and then there's I love this comment though from twenty eighteen. Meet the Robinsons isn't a Pixar movie. Like, cool man. Glad you glad you cleared that up for us. Anyway, this isn't related to our Oh my game, god. Actually
0: I... one day I wanted to talk about that because Meet the Robinsons is both a Pixar movie and a Disney movie because Meet the Robinsons halfway through production, uh, Disney absorbed Pixar. So, mm. the Pixar crew actually came on to the Meet the Robinsons crew to consult with them. Oh. So, arguably, it is actually both. Damn. Look at these truth bombs. Yeah, that's coming the hot out. Tea. I'm dishing out. Also, I just don't let people correct other people. Like, that's not a Disney movie. Like, unless <laughs> you're surrounded by animators, it's a dumb thing to say. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like it's totally normal to assume that the gigantic conglomerate that owns everything also made, be- because a lot of other animation studios are made by former Disney employees and they're yeah. also copying Disney straight up. Yeah. And Disney controls copyright to the point where nothing creative gets to happen. And- yeah. Anyway, I don't like Disney, but I also don't like when people do that. Anyway. No, it
1: makes sense. Uh, but anyway, I don't. I think I've said everything I have to say about this fic. Um, yeah, overall, think, yeah, pretty bad. Uh, at least a fun hate read, but like incest, manic.
0: <laughs> I think once you get over the the incest, which honestly, because I. Like I mentioned in the incest episode, I did a lot of research specifically into incest because mm-hmm. because it's it's for science, okay? Guys, it's for science. And yeah. just over time, I started to like kind of get into the heads of people who really like incest. And in, yeah. Uh, in such a weird way. It's just it's just kind of inevitable when you're reading stuff. And yeah. I'm not saying it's not bad because it is bad. But I feel like relative to other incest things, this author tried really hard. (laughs) So like, A for effort, but F for literally everything else, because it's... Mm -hmm. And actually, anyway, I just wanted to point out that it is actually compared to a lot of others of a higher caliber to BH. (laughs) The bar is very low. Um... And I, it's kind of weird because it's not clear from the author's point of view how they feel about actual gay people. They clearly like gay ships, though. Yeah. But based on the reviews, like they they didn't res they didn't really respond to the gay part of the reviews or say anything about homophobia or how they feel about quote unquote slash. So I would be really curious because I can't get a full read on Through the Thick. Very hard. I guess the closest thing is when Wilbur talks about um, how it's weird that he doesn't direct any attention to all of his psychophants and like fangirls, and that like it's yeah. weird because he's a good-looking guy who doesn't pay attention to the quote-unquote females around him. So that's, that's as close as we get, I think. Yeah. And then... The last thing I want to mention sure. is that the author holds their chapters hostage for reviews. <laughs> they mentioned yeah. in one of the author's notes, hang on, like near, oh, wait, I don't know. At some point, they're like, I'm only going to post this chapter. Oh, here it says, we'll post it as soon as I received 20 reviews.
1: Yeah, Which, yeah, there's, I don't like, know how you feel about that. I, I personally that? never really liked that tactic. It feels kind of manipulative. Um, Like, I understand that, like, you know, authors like reviews, but um, I, I never really... Like, I didn't want to... I always feel like I, w- I would be threatening my my audience <laughs> if I was like, I won't, unless I get this many reviews, I won't write. It's like...
0: <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people will appreciate your story and they're just going to lurk,
2: Yeah,
1: you
0: know? I think a part of that philosophy comes from the, the idea that reviews mm-hmm. are fanfic authors' currency, right? Because they're not working for money, yep. etc. They're just working for the love of it and the reviews are the compensation that they get. Mm-hmm. So to push for more visibility, for more clarity,
1: Right. Ask for reviews in exchange,
0: but I feel like that's more of an unspoken thing. And to actually demand review and reviews and refuse to write unless you get them, I feel like that's taking fanbase way too seriously. Yes. Because it's like either you enjoy writing fanbase, um, it's not really about the reviews, it shouldn't be about the reviews.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our review. Um, if uh, you know, always send us your thoughts, your comments, your concerns. I don't really think we have any comments uh, to respond to. These episodes are pre-recorded, so if you have a comment on Mystic or our previous episode on Ancest,
0: mm-hmm. we will only be able to
2: get
0: to like a lot land
2: later.
1: Yep.
0: You know, we've tried to have, like, a nuanced perspective on this, but overall, you should really tread lightly when it comes to incest. Yep. And some of these things are not doing
1: that. Yep. In in the near future, we're probably going to review another incest (laughs) thing. Probably. We'll see. Unless you, um, you know, we're still, we still don't know yet, but, um... It'll probably, it might be something like that. It might be something different. But, uh, tune in next time and, uh, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening and goodbye.